special episode of Flickin' Cousins. I am your host, Doug, and on this podcast, we, uh, bunch of idiots, talk to another guy who hasn't seen uh, the film or TV show, um, and we describe the plot to him, see if he wants to see it. Uh, but this time around, it's going to be a complete shit show. Uh, people are going to get offended. Friendships are going to end. There's going to be a lot of screaming, because we are talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Is this really going to be that different from the last like half dozen times you've done that? I think it's yes. going to be a little bit more vehement, the the opinions. Okay, uh, we have with us today um, just all-stars. Uh, we've got uh, Snacks. Um, we haven't seen him in a while. Oh, no, actually, he was on Thor, right? Yes, I think. Snacks? He was yes. the dummy. I was the dummy. Did you Thor. see yes. Thor? Hey, hey now. Nice. It's good seeing you, uh, yeah. Snacks. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see Thor. I liked it. Okay, great. Don't elaborate. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I, uh, I think I think I talked to I talked to Snacks. I think I think we oversold Thor a little bit for him, but I think he still enjoyed it. It yeah. became a very positive conversation, so that probably hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I think the just, expectations we just keeping trash it low. Everything. Yeah. That way, people like stuff yeah. better. Tarsi, you're gonna love the Last Jedi. Let me tell you. There you go. <laughs> I can't right. wait. Uh, and one of those voices you heard was uh, Rico. How you Rico. doing, Rico? Suave. Rico, yeah. I was working out a way somehow for you to do this whole uh, podcast as Kylo Ren, um, but I just I, I think it would have been a lot more work than we want to um, engage in. Yeah, yeah. And and if we nailed that voice, it would be a nightmare to have to listen to the whole time. <laughs> It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jeff Andreessen, the guy who refuses to have an alias. Um, as much as we tried, give me give me an alias. You can call me like dumb shit. You can call me whatever you want. I'll I'll let snacks come up with an alias. All right. Um. So guys, uh, and then oh, also I forgot to mention the dummy Johnny T. Uh, from uh the Shameful Dead America's podcast that is, and um, he is going to be the dummy. Long time listener. Yeah, so let's start off with before. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you're automatically a long time listener. <laughs> if you've listened to it once, uh, long time uh, listener. So I, I have to set the stage. Um, you know, we're we're I feel like a unique group because um, as children we were really into the Star Wars films, um, so we have a very unique perspective. <laughs> it's very unique. It's- true yeah. um not that there many were, people no, even knew millions, what star wars there were was. millions of us growing up yeah. <laughs> every time an astronaut says i was inspired by star wars i say fuck you you're lying yeah <laughs> he's like he probably meant star trek and he got him confused yeah idiot well he's a nerd because he's an astronaut so yeah probably but somebody who, who has the cocktail oh that's me <laughs> i'll be drinking several of these who doesn't? <laughs> I am, I do not have a cough button to mute the cocktail, so the glass the in the in the ice will be making lots of noises. That's amazing. 
Okay, so uh, one little boy, however, lacked the imagination, mm. yeah. the interests, or the wherewithal to see the Star Wars film, and that man, that little boy, is Johnny T, and he joins us tonight. So, Johnny T, tell us about your life growing up without Star Wars. My life growing up without Star Wars. Well, I did see the movies. When? Over, over time in bits and pieces. No, we 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 took you to see him. Uh, oh, I know. In high school. No, well, those the, yeah, that, those the, the special editions. Yes. yes, the special edition. Those, yeah, but Steve, those were those were the shitty ones. Did those you were did the you originals. like when you, you saw Jabba in A New Hope? Did you say I know why you guys love these movies now? No, I still I was just like, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I I didn't miss anything. I think we oh, all fell burn. asleep. Watching the new hope yeah, during the yeah, re-release. We fell asleep. We fell asleep during yeah. Well, did you guys show up drunk or no? Was, this is before we drank. Yeah. yeah, this was high school. I have to admit, Free I was really, Zima. So, I was really yeah, so, so when I was growing up, yeah, like nobody. I guess I mean it wasn't on purpose. I just like nobody had it or played it in full. There was never like a gathering where like we would watch it. So but I, just I remember saw it being on like USA and stuff. Sometimes they would have yeah. the marathons where they would show it all USA Saturday. USA had it. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And I would probably, I mean, I, I don't know. You didn't know go what, outside. I know that. Yeah. I don't know how old we were at the time, but yeah, I, I don't know if my parents had USA, but <laughs> it wasn't you know, a it was premium kind of on and I just watched it bits and pieces over time. And then I felt like when I was like 20, I had probably seen enough pieces that it was probably most of the movies, so I was good enough with it. Like, that was good enough for me. Now, did we drag you to the first prequel movie um, in 98, I think it was, or 97, I can't remember. The, 99. Uh, 99, whatever, the, the Phantom Menace. Did we drag you to that, uh, Johnny T? Uh, well, I don't know if I was as excited as everyone no, else No, but did was, you go? But, but I went. Yeah. Did you wait outside for tickets if, like the rest know. of us? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I went begrudgingly. Did you wear a bathrobe and did you stand in line? No, no, no. I, I just went as if I would go to any other movie. Okay. And and it was okay. It was fun. I don't mean I don't I don't really I don't remember how You didn't have expectations, so no, your no, no, experience no, no, was none. I was just yeah, I was just like, okay, this is cool, you know, we'll we'll check it out. But again, it's just I don't know, it's lightsaber fights and stuff, and you're like, all right, that's cool. That's it. All right, <laughs> great. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's what, that's what, uh, Johnny T's dealing with. Now, uh, we're going to try to describe the plot of the movie to him to keep the format of this, uh, podcast going, but it's going to be a disaster. Uh, and we have strong opinions. Uh, so we're going to go around the room. Uh, yeah, now can I actually, can I give you a quick status on where I am at today? Oh, please, please, by all means. So I did see the force awakens, right? That was one from a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I didn't quite. I didn't quite like it. It was okay. Can you can you articulate nice. why? Um, you know, honestly, I thought the like the acting and the dialogue was just kind of shitty. Like it just wasn't. I don't know. Like it just seemed like it was like a bad SNL skit when the when when it started. So I don't know if it was just like the actors and the dialogue, but I just didn't think it was that good. Then I saw Rogue One two weeks ago, and I thought that movie was awesome. Oh, okay, top, very cool. Top to bottom, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Star Wars or not, I just thought it was like a really, really good movie. Very interesting. All right, so we're going to go around That's the room now, and we're going to give our reviews. Now, uh, I'm going to let everybody have time to talk. Don't interrupt each other. And we're yeah. going to start with 
because uh, I don't know. I know kind of what Snacks feels, and I, I know what I feel, but I'm curious uh, about Rico and Jeff Andreessen. So I want to start with Rico. Give me uh, all your, your, your general review, any of the major nitpicks or major why you liked it or why you didn't like it, um, and we're going to try not to interrupt you. Go ahead, Rico. All right. I knew I'd be first. All right. Um, so first, I feel that I should um, elaborate on what my opinion was of The Force Awakens. So uh, from the prequels, everyone hates the prequels, right? That's like the wide thing. Prequels ruin Star Wars. Screw George Lucas. He sells off Disney. Uh, he sells Star Wars to Disney. Everyone goes, okay, oh, Disney's got it. All right. Oh, J.J. Abrams. We're excited. Woo, Star Wars is going to live. And then The Force Awakens comes out. And instead of progressing a plot 30 years later off of Return of the Jedi and all the potential that was there, we got a remake, which I get why they gave us a remake. It was safe. It was, you know, boardroom decision type stuff. But for me, I was pretty bummed out because I went, oh, it's Empire versus Ragtag Rebellion all over again. And here's a new you know, trilogy with this same setup. Um, so Force Awakens wasn't in love. I was pretty irritated at that. So in a way, um, going into this movie, I had already been very irritated with this trilogy. So my expectations were low and I was trying my best not to hate it walking in. Um, what I would say about this movie overall is... First off, two and a half hours, no reason. I'm sure other people will agree. Maybe others will disagree. Uh, and also, a very mixed bag. There were some things that were like, okay, fine. you know. And even the second time I viewed it, I said, okay, I'll enjoy it. Other things were garbagey uh, and completely unnecessary. <laughs> Uh, and 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 a certain character, I guess we can, can just you elaborate, jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, can right? you elaborate on okay. on just so really quickly the into, things you liked and the things yeah. you didn't like the 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 highlights, please? Yeah, okay. and, and and can we do spoiler alert? We will be talking about the movie. Okay, thank That's you, right. thank you, Johnny T. So I didn't spoilers. Have to say that. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so the main plot is kind of stupid. We have <laughs> kind of. These rebels, it's incredibly stupid. We have these rebels that are running away from the First Order. And uh, <laughs> and everyone will have their opinions on this. But Man, I'm lost already. There is, okay, so there's a, there's the survivors, no, no, no. You know, Leia. No, don't get, the, don't, get too much, don't get too much into the plot. Yeah, you're getting lost, you're getting lost yeah, in the I plot. I don't know what to, okay. So anyway, the you main know. plot with the rebels running away from the First Order which we'll elaborate on is really silly and stupid and kind of lazy. Um, they make the first order half menacing still, but also half like they're clowns, you know? So you go, okay, I guess we're undercutting the power of the first order, whatever. Um, Finn, Finn comes out of a coma. They should have left Wait, him Eric, in a you're coma. Still doing, you're still doing plot Rico. I don't know how to talk no, about no, this. No, 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 that's fine. No, no, that's fine. Just just right? don't elaborate. Do we, just say, yeah. you know, I didn't like, I thought Finn was a waste or whatever. Just, you the know. The Finn plot line was a waste. That's all I'm trying to say with a little joke is that he should have stayed in the coma the whole movie. Right. That's all I'm saying. He didn't need to show up. They don't know what to do with that guy. 
and there we are. Um, Luke, uh, I guess I'll be okay. I knew, you know, Force Awakens made him a loser. So I already went into it knowing he was going to be a runaway loser because that's what they did with all the old characters in Force Awakens. They made them all losers. And I went, oh, okay, great. Here we are. Um, so, you know, I was ready for that. Uh, there were some, I liked things with Ray and Kylo, actually. I didn't hate that. Uh, there was the plot devices they used. I was like, okay, I guess whatever. The Force can do this now. It was a setup for a Luke payoff that we'll get into and whatever. I won't hate that. So for me, it was ultimately, it was a mixed bag. But it sounds a lot more negative than positive from your... tip to best case for me was, it's fine. Okay. The stuff I liked was fine. The stuff I didn't like, I was, yeah, pretty crap. I think think that's uh, three and a half out of four whatevers is what I'm getting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I give it, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Eight Zarlacc hits out of ten. All right, let's hear from uh, Jeff Andreessen. Oh boy, guys, here we go. Okay, so um, um, I'm guessing that I have a very different perspective than everybody else because I really enjoyed the movie. <gasps> I'm not going to lie. I know, I know, and here's why. Here's the thing. Um, I, I I agree that it's got tons of flaws and faults. Um, it's far from perfect. It is way too long. It's it's got some plotting issues for sure. Um, it's it's messy as all hell thematically, uh, structurally, but I had a really good time watching it. And here's the thing I really enjoyed about it: I haven't experienced a Star Wars movie, and this includes Rogue One, um, that has done things like this yet. And what I mean by that is, and and I get that you know, mileage may vary because it's kind of it's it's because it's doing things different it doesn't do all those things well um but like it was the first non-predictable star wars movie i've seen since i can't remember how long since probably and i'm not saying it's as good as this but since the empire strikes back and i think it was a deliberate decision to sort of rip up especially the shit that was introduced in the force awakens um and and like there's there's deliberate choices about symbols from the past and and they're how how they're not like worth what we think that they are. How we toss them aside. They literally burn the canon at one point. Although I think it's ended up saving. They save the Jedi books at the end or some shit. That's so. Hang on. So just, shut hey, up. Okay. My time. <laughs> sorry. You'll sorry, get your sorry. chance. Write sorry, notes. Take notes. I'm, I'm writing I'm, notes. Yeah. I'm almost. I'm almost done. Um. And and here's the other thing. There's 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 a lot of themes going on. I think the movie is about failure. To a certain extent, because every single character fails, every single one of them fails in some way or another. And I find that really interesting. And it's I don't think that's something we've seen in a Star Wars movie before. It's also the first Star Wars movie that's tackled, although it doesn't do it with a a particular amount of grace, um, a sense of moral ambiguity. Because, you know, in the past, it's always been like the good guys and the bad guys. And there's a very clear line. You can be this. You can be that. Like Darth Vader, he kills the Emperor, and now he's a good guy, even though he's done horrific things. He's killed kids. It doesn't matter. Now he's a good guy. He's, the, he's, he's brought balance to the Force. And, you know, that's a little simplistic, but that's essentially, like, what we're supposed to feel about the character and how his redemption arc works. And here, I think that when they get into some of the, the plots, like the mutiny, or the general who doesn't communicate very well and, like, puts everybody at risk, or just the simple fact that they're just running away all the time, that all the characters want to run away, or the the fact that there's characters who are funding both sides of this war 
um, and that there's like, you know, slavery in the, in the universe, which, you know, they've explored before to a certain extent, but this is the first time they've dealt with it explicitly. And again, they don't do it with any tact or grace, but it's there. I appreciated that. Um, and the fact like Luke has moral ambiguity, like he feels like he fucked up and Eric, Eric, you know, criticizes the force awakens. And I think in some ways he's right to, especially the, the fact that it's a remake, which I agree with. Um, but I think that like part of, part of what we kind of have to do if we're going to let the, this franchise go is let go of the old idea of the characters we used to have and let them change a little bit. So like we, we could have a movie that just branched off of what happened in return of the Jedi, but I'm kind of glad that like they did different things with the characters. I don't think that they're all fuck ups either. I don't think Leia's a fuck up. Luke fucked up, but I don't think he is a fuck up. Han, I think Han is Han. And I think he actually has a nice redemption arc that sort of brings him to be this version of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I think for his character makes a lot of sense. That's all Force Awakens shit, but that's, I, I, I don't know. I feel like this movie also took a lot of that crap that was set up and just said, that's stupid. We're not going to do that. That's remake bullshit. We're going to go in a new direction. And not all those choices work. I don't think that they all work, but I appreciated that they at least are trying. And overall, with that in mind, I enjoyed the movie. Very nice. All right. Uh, prepare your anuses. <laughs> snacks let's hear what you have i i actually agree with both of the guys but i like i think it's i expect too much and what i liked about the force awaken is i liked all the new people and none of the old stuff it was like soon as han solo showed up i just wanted to smack him and get that old dog out of there and get on with the new shit and so like why i, I think this film was a clusterfuck and, and to use a wrestling term it was a schmoz um, it, mm, yes, it, I, lo- I, I, I love, <laughs> I love, I love that new idea of like, let the past die, kill it. The, yes. Blow this motherfucker up, commit to that. But my problem was they, they wouldn't commit. And so when you wouldn't commit, it, it's like, then I don't give a fuck. So everything new and innovative they try to do, they then backpedal on it at the same time. And, um, so it just leaves a, like a meh, like a stale taste in your mouth. That's, that's it. That's it. Wow. Okay, great. Um, well, I mean, I got like tons of, yeah, like, yeah, I, I know, but that's, I should go. It's your opening statements that that's nice and concise. I like it. Um, how are you doing, Johnny T? Oh man, man, I'm being pulled in different directions here. <laughs> are you just <laughs> glancing at your phone? Because I promise you, we will talk about this movie and we'll, we'll tell you what happens. I, 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 I did log a few Weight Watcher points, but I was listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll try to make mine concise as well, but I doubt it. So I, I err on the side of uh, Jeff. So uh, I agree with Eric. Uh, the first... Uh, okay, so when the movie first starts, there is uh, a comedy scene between uh, Poe and Hux, and I really felt sick to my stomach. Um, because I was like, oh, this is really? cringeworthy. Yeah. That like whole, like I'll hold for him. I said, you know what? It, it reminded me of the opening of Thor when he was hanging upside down by the chain and he was spinning around. Um, I do have to say that this movie reminded me a lot of Thor. I, and it was, okay. So thank you, but don't interrupt me again. You son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we started? Uh, no, no, no. Because, Once like, we're done with our opening statements and this is yeah, my opening statement, opening right? Statement. So, uh, so yes, and uh, I think uh, to now that uh, Jeff brought it up, it did bring up Thor because 
what came before Thor, the first two Thor movies were fucking garbage. And that's what I want to say about every movie, even after Jedi. People shit all over Jedi. I, I enjoyed Jedi. Yes, I was four years old when it came out. Uh, so, yes, I'm probably clouded judgment. But the prequels, not good at all. We lied to ourselves. We saw them. I remember seeing the first one saying, uh, it, it was good. I mean, it was good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> kind of like I didn't want to believe it was as bad as it was. And they didn't get much better. They got a little bit better. There were parts I liked in the prequels, but not very good at all. So, what I wanted as a child, this is what I wanted was episode seven, episode eight. I wanted to see Luke. Uh, and I didn't read the extended universe crap, but I was like, "Oh well, he's going to train more Jedi's, and it's going to be awesome." Luke and Leia are probably going to Leia are probably going to have a kid or two, and they'll be trained, and they'll be what the new story's about. And it's going to be a lot of Jedi's and a lot of lightsabers and a lot of fighting. And that was my expectation. That's what I wanted, and that got killed for me long before this movie came out. So I have, and the Force Awakens came out, and. Similar to Rogue One, when I first saw it, I liked it a lot, but upon rewatches, they kind of both faded. I remember uh, everything that, um, you know, Eric said about being a retread, I felt, uh, and even Rogue One, I liked Rogue One a lot because I feel they captured the feel or the, like, the sense of a Star Wars movie, even though there weren't any, you know, for the most part, Jedi or Skywalkers besides uh, Darth Vader at the end and the little bit he was inserted, uh, but for the most part, they they just didn't last. Upon further inspection, they were just not enjoyable. Uh, I I rewatched uh, Force Awakens. Think it's fine. I don't think it's bad. Um, but it, I I think my bar had been lowered so much that I really didn't care. And when they decided to burn it all down, which is basically what this movie was about, I was on board. I, I liked everything about this movie. I think it was a well made movie. I think. Not only did they deal with usurping expectations uh, in a meta, uh, you know, meta, uh, meta standpoint, internally in the movie, they set your expectations, and I have to mention it now, spoiler alert, but when Luke Skywalker says, what the fuck did you do? You're going to come here and you think I'm going to face down the First Order by myself with a goddamn laser sword? And it makes you think, you're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I want you to do. And that sounds ridiculous coming out of his mouth. I'm a fucking idiot for wanting that. Uh, it's dumb. And it's too late. The, you know, he's old. If they would have made these movies in like 89, 88, yeah, that could, be, that could be done. But, so he convinces me, Ryan Johnson, that that's a ridiculous thing to have. But then later on in the movie... That is exactly what Luke Skywalker does. He goes out and faces the First Order all by himself. And you're like, oh my god, this is fucking happening. And of course it doesn't... He gives you what you want, but it doesn't turn out like you expect. And it did surprise me. Uh, And just to wrap it all off, I think I'm on Jeff's side. It was unpredictable, and I enjoyed myself. So we got two pros and two cons, and we've set the table for the rest of the discussion. World War Three. <laughs> Dave, Team Dave, I love it. All right, so Hold you guys on. ready? Uh, we're going to interrupt each other, but let's try to describe the plot. Uh, and I guess well, we'll take turns. But both of you guys have said that you enjoyed the burning it down, and I feel like they pushed out of the burning it down, where they open that door. Yep. But then they don't really burn 
anything down. Then it becomes the same old shit. Yeah. Well, what, I would what, argue what, what made what made you so satisfied with them? Like I've been wanting them well, to burn it down forever, and I I feel like they didn't. I I. I think that they're still playing a little bit safe. I don't completely yes. think they burned it down completely. So I, I know what you're saying, but what do you think that they left open? That wasn't, let me put I it this feel, way. I feel Prepared. like, I feel, I feel like after we have that big emotional confrontation, right? Where Ray and Kylo are in the same room again and they have that awesome lightsaber fight, right? Yep. The, yep. the thing is just disgustingly sick. And then at the end, they just leave and she's like, and she's like, yeah, I'm still the good guy and you're still the bad guy and fuck you. And this is a movie where you guys talk right. about the ambiguity and you guys talk about like mm. Luke is teaching her where like the force is a space in between. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Right. Like we're going to get like shades of gray. And then they have Finn with um, that terrible character Rose and then the terrible thief character. And Finn's yep. like, hey, maybe I'll end up somewhere in between, too. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. These guys are going to be different and fine balance right it's all about balance and these people are going to find balance in the middle and you're like sick fantastic idea and then at the end of it finn's like fuck it i'm a good guy and they're all and they don't change you know and they don't find that balance and it just resets to good guys bad guys at the end of the jeff movie. please go and then i want to follow that up well a couple of things first of all i think that there's there's the moral ambiguity in the universe there's not necessarily moral ambiguity in the characters um, it, it depends on the character and, and that's when I was talking about the ambiguity, I was talking more about the, just this scope of this movie. Um, I, I think that the, the subversion in the Kylo and Ren scene is you think it's going to go a specific way and it goes, it goes in lots of different ways that you, it's setting you up for and, and it, and you get the payoff that that's not what it is. For example, um, he's, he, they have this emotional connection, which is really nice. And I actually like the scenes. I like the framing of the scenes, especially I agree. I, I thought all that shit was great. When they're talking to each other over great distance using the force. I thought that was awesome. Um, and so when they meet and like, he's just like, no, I'm, I'm, first of all, you don't, I don't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if she was going to like tip into the dark side. I didn't know if he was going to actually like go along with her and her plan to sort of bring him over. I thought that would have been bad because it essentially would have been return of the Jedi all over again. I thought her going to the dark side yeah. didn't really make a lot of sense. And so when Kylo just kills Snoke, I was like, cool. Like that who gives a shit about this guy Me anyway? Too. Get rid of that fucking yeah. waste of a who character. Gives a shit? And, and also and they like, had I no love, plans for I love him, the way so it, it happened. Yeah. Right. I, I don't even think they really considered I think Abrams probably had a plan plan for him, but no, Abrams, the guy yeah. from Lost. Yeah, yeah who yeah, doesn't plan. think yeah. uh, ahead at all. Uh he was only involved with Lost in the first season, so let's not pin the whole thing on did Lost. Did he on did him. he have He's, an ending in mind? I don't fucking know, man. Did I don't anybody? think so. Like, There's no way. Don't crucify me. I'm... Anyway, you answer for JJ uh, Abrams sins. <laughs> right after that, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Kylo's gonna be good now, and then Kylo's like, no, I'm doubling down and being a fucking bad guy. I killed that guy to take over him. And what I like about this this character, I'm a Sith. I'm selfish. Yeah, exactly. right. Well, it's it's about. It's about like when she goes down into the weird like anus of dark side town, <laughs> <laughs> she just sees this mirror with lots of versions of herself. And that's essentially what the dark side is. It's all about the self. It's all about like who Satanism. you are. Yes. And about like thinking about yourself in, in terms of I'm the most important thing about the universe. Right. And so Kylo Ren, his whole thing is like, I'm important because I'm a Skywalker and I'm bad. I want like all this stuff. I want the, I want the power. I'm going to be on the top. And he's manipulated because he thinks he's special. 
And so the thing about Ray that drives him crazy is she's not special, but she's still really powerful. So when he was basically like, I know what your parents are, you know what your parents are. And yeah, that, that was my favorite. Here, here, I'll was, summarize it for you. You're a loser. From yeah. Loser. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Your yeah. parents are drunk losers. All right, I, I do want to. I want to keep it. I, 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 I please uh, wrap Sorry. it up, Jeff, just because I do want to um, continue. I, I apologize. The, no, no, please. Years, we're gonna be doing this all night. For years, they were. There's been the speculation about you know who her parents are, and I just love that the answer is nobody. I don't that, maybe. Like, I, I, and I thought that it can change. Of, yeah. Uh, I don't it. think if it changes again, I'll be very disappointed. I really will. I hope I really it doesn't. I don't think it will. I think yeah, that's, that, I, it could change. Yeah. And, and that was one of my, anyway. fa- that was one of the problems I had with, um, when they introduced what the fuck were they called? What? Yeah, yeah, of course. It was where, the worst thing in the world. It, where I like the idea that anybody could be in touch with the force if they just believed a lot. Um, and this still like is more like, I don't know, some kids are like mutants or whatever, but like, uh, you yeah. know, so I, I do like that window open but I, I i'm still not convinced that I, I still feel like when eric said boardroom I, I still think the boardroom won out on this halfway uh, uh, through let me let me let me just interject real quick and i do want to move on i going back because i wrote down your point is the strongest point how is this not like why if they're really going to burn it down why would they just why wouldn't they just fully commit and burn it down and my answer right. to that would be because it still has to be a Star Wars film. And I feel like this still is a Star Wars film. It just makes you question. It's like it introduces all these what ifs. Like this could go any number of ways. Now it does end up going, you know, if you look at just the way it just the the final scorecard. Yeah, you have good guys and bad guys. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like Bioshock Infinite. Where like, you know, he's just, they're like, there's all these worlds. There's all these paral- par- uh, parallel dimensions. But still, it starts with a guy and a girl, and you know we know what Star Wars is going to be. There's the Force, there's the good side and the bad side. But the fact is, they just kind of like introduce the possibility of oh, it's complicated. Like I agree that Rose was terrible, the the uh, locks, the code breaker was terrible. But uh, Finn's like, you're wrong, and he's like, he's like. So the codebreaker says, uh, they're blowing you up today. Don't worry, you'll blow them up tomorrow. And that is undoubtedly true. And Finn says, you are wrong. And the codebreaker says, he's like, yeah, maybe. And I feel like that sums up the movie. And if you, and I think that's the problem is people want like pure good and pure evil. I mean, I crave it. I want it. I want justified violence. Who does it? <laughs> like that's entertainment. I, um, I see. I think people want something different. And if you're making a movie that's all about blowing it up, and this movie is about like priming that bomb, then at the end, like you, you just want to go like, shit, I wasn't expecting that, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this movie, that's what I had. And at the end, and at the end of this movie, I'm like craving nothing. I just left and went. I guess. I guess <laughs> we're gonna funny. see Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Next. Jeff, what did you feel? Because I, I feel the I, exact I, opposite. I thought the opposite too, but here's my fear. I, I get what these guys are saying because, um, JJ, like JJ Abrams is coming back to do the next movie. Yeah. Who knows? And I'm, I'm afraid he's going to just take it and bring it right back to what yep. he did last time. Um, so that's certainly a possibility. I really hope that's not the case. I hope they sort of embrace what this movie sets them up with the possibilities to do. Um, but like, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I think it's true that this does have like sort of a boardroom kind of mentality to yeah. it a little bit. 
Um, and, but because it's Star Wars, it's it's a I, billion. Do- how much did they pay? How much did they pay? We have to Disney live in a world four billion dollars. Four billion dollars. Do you think there's not going to be any boardroom decisions? You are living in a fucking fantasy world. You goddamn nerds, grow the fuck up. I think. Uh, I, I, Sorry for me. Let me just finish this one point. I think for me, I, I I've been able to sort of let go of what my childhood experience with Star Wars was. Yep. And understand that it will never be like that again. Nope. No matter what. That is dead. No matter what. That is See, gone. That, so now you guys now so now you guys are talking about enjoy these you, movies so much more personally. I I don't want to I I don't want to let go of expecting more from films. And particularly franchises I love. Why why should I why should I just accept why should I accept mediocrity? Force Awakens. Like, did you I'm think that saying, did my you argument think that, is not to expect less from movies? Um, and this, by the way, I love this argument coming from the guy who loves Transformers, the, the franchise, but that's all right. We'll, we'll talk about that fired. some other time. <laughs> but, well, but um, Jeff, those movies have gotten progressively better if you give them a shot. <laughs> yeah. Depends on what you mean by I guess it's progressive. It's true. I haven't watched better. past number two, so I, I, that's true. I, I can't I've seen the scene where TJ Miller gets vaporized. That's pretty, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm not arguing for like worse Star Wars movies. I'm saying that they're they're never I, I and I I realized this years ago. They're never going to be like what the experience of watching them as a kid was like because right. I'm not a kid. Yeah. They're not being released in the 70s and 80s. Right. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not the vision of one guy. Okay. Can, can I? Okay. Well, maybe that that's that's the the example I was about to give was the vision of one guy. Yeah. So and we like, saw what, what they, that was in the prequel though. You can continue. And I think that was trash. So continue. The, the example I was going to give is not a hundred percent. I'll argue, but the go example, on. I, the, the example I was going to give is Fury road that I saw road warrior as a kid and fucking loved it. And you and know, I love I, that movie. And then I saw, and then I saw, and then I saw Fury road and it blew my goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and it, it like progressed and was better and took gigantic risks because I think with like risks there's do you want to recast Luke out. Skywalker Fury Road as much as I love it is essentially just a remake. I, I mean it's I, a no, great remake. Let's, let's let's okay. So I feel like there's problems with what Jeff just said, and I feel like this is going to take us <laughs> in a tangent. But uh, I I think there's lots to talk about here. I don't want to waste our dummies time who has just been sitting there probably playing, I don't know, angry birds for the past half hour. Yes. No, let's not waste I, I, his time. I literally, <laughs> literally just staring uh, at your avatar images. Okay. Let's, that, let's, let's just, we'll, we'll describe this plot very quickly. And if Johnny T wants well, to get out of here, questions. I do have questions. Okay. Go oh, ahead. okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. start with, uh, let's start with you, John. Okay, so okay, so as it, I guess I'm t- I'm torn between. It seems like some so some of you liked it, some of you did not like it, right? So what was it? Now, Good. okay, so my <laughs> my experience on the last two ones, like I really liked Rogue One because it was just fun and snacks and 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 Doug Jomi for a long time. John, like, John, do you I like I, do you like slow speed chases? Yeah, this is this is not fun. I will say that this is not what I would call. Fun. There are fun moments, but this is not a fun movie. Oh, I think it's fun. I thought it was do, fun. Do you uh, like the rodeo? It. Fun. Do I like what? The rodeo? Horse races? <laughs> all right, all right, shut up. Let's, <laughs> I let's, think they're let's intergalactic just, llamas. Right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. Do you like space like, casinos? Do you like space llamas? <laughs> I'm trying to just com- do a comparison. So Force Awakens, for me, I didn't like it. I just thought it was boring. Right. And right. And I obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of the storylines and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I, I know enough, but like I was watching it just to watch a movie as a fan of movies, not really a fan of Star Wars, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite like it, thought it was boring. Rogue One, I was like, oh, this this is like a shit-kicking-ass movie. And it was a standalone. Um, for for the for the most part, it was tied in. Uh, so how does uh, how would this at the end, one, if very... I were to go to see this the right, new one? Everybody shut up, because don't answer that. It's going to affect his opinion. So let's just describe the plot, <laughs> and we'll try to keep it as, as objective. Yeah, we're not here to affect your opinion. <laughs> all right, we're trying to... All right, all right, fine. Fine, but let's at least describe this movie to... Let's okay. ruin this movie for Johnny T. So the movie starts, uh, the crawl. You know how they do the crawl, Johnny T? You know what's up with the, uh, the like, story? Like, just tells you yeah. what it is slowly yes, in space? Go, yes, go ahead. Okay, go so ahead. basically, uh, you know, the, the bad guys, the new empire, for lack of a better word, so you understand, yeah. is going yeah. after the new re- rebellion. And they found out one of their bases. They, they jump on them. Those people are trying to run away. Um, and there is a little bit of a, a space battle, which actually is pretty good. Um, even though I think it holds too much to, let's say, World War II conventions with the whole bombers and stuff that I didn't really care oh, about. Oh, I love that shit. Bombers I love the bombers. It doesn't love make it. any sense in space, but I'm not going to nitpick. It's this fine. Shit makes sense in space. I know. I know. Wars. I know. Like- I know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not going to pick it. I like this movie a lot. I love this movie, in fact. So, uh, but yeah. So basically, uh, there's a battle, and they're trying to get away. The good guys are trying to get away. Um, and I, I want to I, I, trust me. I, I want to zoom past Poe's journey and just talk about like literally what happens. Uh, what? How Poe gets everybody killed? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Repeatedly, how our heroes get people murdered. Yeah. How, right. how they seem to have a message about self-sacrifice, but then they have people self-sacrifice, and it's very muddied. No, because I think it goes back no, to I Jeff's point. Yes, I think it goes back to Jeff's point where uh, Poe was thinking about himself. We had a chance to fucking kill a dreadnought. Isn't that awesome? And Leia was thinking about other people, all the people that he lost. And there is different self-sacrifices. There is self-sacrifice because you just are f- consumed with hate, like Finn at the end of the movie. And there are self-sacrifices like uh, Laura Linney, who... <laughs> Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura I know. Dern. I, I just called her Laura Linick. And, and Luke, who also gives yes. himself Okay, let's... All right, stop. Yeah, We're getting ahead of ourselves. So right. so there's a space battle. Um, I don't want to... I, I, yeah, I know. I know. Let's just let's just do a quick version because we are we will literally talk over each other for hours. So I, I do want to get this over with. So there is a space battle. Uh, the good guys get away at a lot, lot... And they, you know, they have a somewhat of a victory, but they hyperspace away. And turns out that the bad guys can track them to hyperspace, which has never happened before. Um, so basically, what's set up is a long, slow chase, which is not a great scenario. I'll admit it. But it did remind me of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, so let's elaborate on that plot point, guys. Uh, and then we'll switch over to Luke and Ray. Sounds uh, uh, good. Go ahead. No, you guys go ahead. It, the plot's pretty simple. It's It's slow ships in space. They can't jump into hyperspace, which is like their convenient, like, you know, get go to, we got to get out of here. The, the bad guys are going to kill us. So it's essentially like once they figure out they're being tracked, it's just like, well, like take the big ships and fly ahead of them and keep our shields up um, until we run out of fuel. And I kind of like, even though this is sort of dumb, 
I kind of, especially the tracking hyperspace bullshit, whatever. I kind of like that there's a clock there and there hasn't really been a clock in a Star Wars movie in a while since probably Star Wars with the. Like, but I, so like, I didn't feel that peril because people leave the ship and they get back on the ship. And like, they leave it's the like ship. I don't, I don't, they feel leave the ship to get stuck. on the smaller ships, but there, there is only so many smaller ships. And there's always the risk that once they leave, they could get killed. And that in fact happens. Plus, so, there's, I feel, I feel I like there's I a feeling, I, I feel like it's a feeling of a collective instead of our heroes. I feel like the rebellion as an idea exists as that collective of people that are fleeing from utter destruction more than I a also, yeah, and I also got the sense that they were getting wiped out throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, which made which made it yeah kind of, it was a this weird isolating movie yeah. I know but like I I really felt that like I felt by the end of it there's barely any of them left and to me that <laughs> yeah. I thought no and that's I know that's literal but I thought that that was an effective touch where usually it's just like there's just a whole bunch of other ships that show up whereas this one it's just like that's fucking it like they're pretty much picked clean um, right. And where does okay. where does this movie fit in with the timeline of all this shit? It's right after Force Awakens. Literally, like no time has passed. Oh, it's right after that one. Got it. The Force woke <laughs> up and took a nap, and yeah, that's like that's like Kylo Ren with the cool lightsabers back. Yes. And and, and, and speaking of that, um, in between all the other movies, yeah, time gap. I I agree with you. 100%. Adventures have happened. I agree. Like, when Finn wakes up, he's the exact same person he was. Yep. 10 minutes ago and these characters haven't spent any time together shared any more experiences together nope. than what we've seen nope uh-huh. and so i just i don't know i just thought it was such a wasted opportunity you didn't feel I, the I three years later obligatory and time I, has passed guys i don't I, like, I, agree with I don't you feel 100%. like the characters have any relationships to one another and I don't feel like they're active participants in the adventure that they're in like it was just like part two like it just yeah kind of, like, i i I agree where I feel like this movie just said, how do people feel uh, heading into Empire Strikes Back? And it's like piggybacking off again the nostalgia. This, I, I think, think that, Disney's I think caught that, off nostalgia. But. I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say that this is you guys kind of clinging to the original trilogy and putting those expectations on this one. Wow. And I, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying to a certain extent where you kind of wanted these characters to grow off Because screen. they can develop, I'd much yes. rather. Yeah. I'd much rather see them develop on screen, and I think that they all do in this movie. And yeah, see, and, and I don't. But, but see, that's the thing; they have zero relationships. I, well, yeah, they're all individual. I think, I think they're on individual journeys. Develop. I think you see Rose develop. Yes, I think you see, but not together, which I think is Steve's or Snack's point and Eric's. So, like, oh, so in New Hope, I you have an adventure with just, the main cast all together. I think and you so see they have Ray, a shared experience. I think you see Ray and Kylo develop together. And I, I understand what you're talking about in terms of Ray and Finn, but like their reunion happens, and that's a big moment. And I think, or even, or even Ray, or even Ray and Poe. No, I mean, we're it's talking. So, it's so clunky at the end where she's like, "Oh, hey, Poe, hey, Ray, I've heard a lot about you." Let's like, get yeah, like, uh, in the third movie, right? All right, all right clunky, wait, 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 clunky as compared to what? What do you expect them to just like? I, I don't know. Plus, I, that, that doesn't bother me. Let's they think about Poe. Poe in the <laughs> Poe in Force Awakens doesn't have really. He interacts with Finn, and then he disappears and does dick. He's, He's basically in it. Finn does what Poe did last movie, and I hate both situations where he just goes off on his own. I mean, sure, we got to see more of what happened to Finn, but Poe was really a non-element. In the in the last movie, he really yeah, was. I would say he's a non-element in this movie too. Poe was really he, was he the dude no that he, he he's had like he's a new um, he's a new general. I'm uh, sorry. What? what was that? No, never mind. Proceed. 
Oh no, no. What's you're no, the, no, no. you're playing the dummy. You are an so, important okay, person. So, so the dummy's asking. So Poe Poe is just the dude in Force Awakens who he's was a hotshot pilot driving driving a spaceship for a bit, right? Yep. For like yeah. five minutes. Yep. And then and then he's, he's perceived dead, and then he and shows then. up later in an X wing. Yep. But he wasn't a big character in that movie. No. No, he wasn't. But he's big now. He, okay, I'm, I have to just say this. He uh, was plugged in as people who are fans of the, um, uh, what were the video games, the X-Wing video games that were big? He was the payoff for fans of those video games. Rogue Squadron? Rogue Squadron. He was the Rogue Squadron games. super pilot, right? That's him. Right. Boardroom decision. Does that track with you, John? Um, that that jives. That jives. I appreciate yeah. the, the 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 backstory. Okay, I'm gonna push forward. Sorry, guys. Push forward. Uh, so speaking to Johnny T's point, uh, then we cut back to during this whole thing. We cut back to Ray, who uh, we ended uh, in Force Awakens, where she finds Luke Skywalker and gives him the lightsaber, and we're lent- left with that tension. Do you remember mm-hmm. that, Johnny? I do. I do remember that. Okay, so we take right literal up, cliffhanger. Literal cliffhanger takes right back up yeah. to that moment. Uh, Luke gets the lightsaber and throws it away, and he just throws it over his shoulder, and he literally does not pick up a lightsaber the rest of the movie. Yeah, and I, and I, when I was watching Rogue One, I was expecting that to pick up. Nothing happened. Totally yeah, different. that was a one-off, Johnny T. So yeah. is the Han Solo movie that's going to come out in like five months or whatever. Totally different. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, Luke is a hermit. He basically uh, feels terrible because he, (laughs) after not becoming his father, he basically recreated his father in a new kid, and that's Kylo Ren, which was his sister's son. Uh, So he has the Skywalker pedigree. He was really powerful. He tried to uh, train Jedis. Uh, His nephew, uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, uh, gets really dark force-influenced, and, um, you know, basically Luke had a hand in his training, so he's kind of responsible for creating Kylo Ren, even more so, as we find out later. Uh, but basically, he's in hiding. He doesn't want to do anything with the Force. He is done with all of it. He's just going to be a hermit. Very similar to Ben Kenobi. Uh, but Ray is there. She's like... But without a purpose. He became a hermit to just get away. What? It, uh, yeah, I guess Ben Kenobi's purpose was to safeguard Luke on that pile of shit, even though he to really had wait. no direct. Yeah, no. To wait till Luke uh, was of drinking age. Yeah, and it's like, hey, Luke, let's go out and get drunk. Here's this gun. <laughs> Shoot it. It's Fleet Week, Luke. <laughs> Time to become a man. All right. So yeah. So uh, Luke is just a sad sack. I mean, he's like old as shit. Um, you know. And he just wants nothing to do with anybody. He just wants to be a hermit. He wants to go off and die. Not only does he want to go off and die, he thinks the Jedi Order should go off and die. And we learn more about that later. Mm-hmm. Guys, go around and elaborate, please. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you, right. you nailed you nailed it. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode, guys. Right. Well, well it's just, the, just what, let's go. What Luke elaborates on in this thinking is is saying, even in the height of the Jedi, and he brings it back to the prequels, where he's like, even when these Jedi and they had their big temple and they're training for a thousand years, they still blow it. And yep. the Emperor comes into power right under their noses. Yeah. And he, so Luke having tried to continue on another generation being the first Jedi after the fall of the Jedi Order, 
immediately the dark side seeps back in and he kind of goes, oh, the second you try and train someone in the force, they're going to, why would they not turn? Right. Okay, here, let's, yeah. let's yeah. just jump ahead to this. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I, I, he talks about this as a sense of arrogance. Like he feels like he thought he, since he was so great, like the great Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he started he buying he, his own hype. He bought his own hype and he thought that he could train these people. And then what I really liked is the Rashomon quality that goes with um, his awakening feeling that Kylo Ren is turning to the dark side. At first, right. you know, you get this back, you get this flashback that's like Kylo tried to murder him because he was tempted by the dark side. Then you get Kylo's version of it, which is yeah. basically like Luke was just going to straight up murder him. All right. And then you so, get... So, John, so John, yes. John, that's Snacks. a plot point later Snacks, in the movie, but you'll, you'll love it, John. Snacks, John, tell him will... now. Tell him now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's just go there. Yeah, so, just tell so, me. So, John, there's a little bit of confusion between the characters about what happened back in the day with, like, Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker. And essentially what happens is Kylo Ren's, like, sleeping. And you, Luke Skywalker feels like he's all creepy with, like, evil force shit. And he walks in there and he thinks about like killing him right there with his lightsaber and then changes his mind and the kid wakes up. And he's just like, what the fuck? My uncle just tried to kill <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it's like waking up with your uncle with a shot like with a shotgun cocked and like kind of aiming at you. You're like, oh. Or his pants off. <laughs> Chunky Doug. Chunky Doug. <laughs> I really like that scene because I think that the character, you know, from the original series is all about basically giving up i mean he's his his climax comes when he he refuses to fight darth vader and just trusts that the goodness in darth vader will win out and he's ultimately right it's called faith um, right and so like when he when he basically like embraces this idea of trying to kill evil yeah um, it's a, it's a big it's a it's a big character no no it kind of goes against who he is yeah. and of course he has second thoughts about it he decides like wait a minute i can't do this and but plus just that Sorry. Just the fact that he thinks about it is enough to yep. cement like what he's done to, to Kylo. I but think. notice I, that when he does, okay, so we get two sides of the stories. Like you know when like you know when anybody breaks up, you hear about like the breakup story from each one of them, and the truth is somewhere in the middle, uh, Johnny. So like uh, Luke tells it like, oh, you know, he I thought he was going to be bad. He woke up and he tried to kill me, and then. Uh, Kylo with no Ren. lightsaber, no lightsaber yeah. talk. Car- no lightsaber story. talk. He's Luke's just like just standing there. And he's Kylo's just like easy. Kylo Ren was just a dick, and he tried to kill me. And then they talk to Kylo, and Kylo's like, "No, Luke was standing over me." And they show the flashback, and Luke has like sunken eyes, and he's got his lightsaber out, and he looks like he's just gonna fucking murder uh, Ben Solo or Kylo Ren as a child or teenager, or whatever. Um, so the truth comes out, and when they do the truth thing, uh, you know. Uh, Luke Skywalker talks about it and they show he pulls out his lightsaber but he <laughs> tellingly is holding it in his mechanical slash Darth Vader hand which you know his whole thing his baggage is he doesn't want to become his father um, which I, I, I and this comes back to a bigger point of just I think this is more homaging as opposed to remaking Um so they kept the theme of like he was going to kill this child, and when he wanted to, he was going to do it with his mechanical, uh, you know, machine Darth Vadery mm-hmm. hand. Uh, and he decided not to do it. The, the this movie's filled with imagery like that, though. Like um, one of the things I love the most is all the little like uh, Muppets and um, Care Bears that they invented for this movie, and mm-hmm. how they gravitate to the good guys. 
um, whether it's the crystal foxes or the uh, the porgs. Well, it's just life, um, organic. Well, like even when they show. Okay, so let me let me just go off of that, and you can elaborate. But when Ray and um, Kylo are having, uh, by the way, Giant T, uh, yes. the the main bad guy and the girl with the Force can talk to each other over long distances and kind of like a yeah. weird projection. They have an LDR. They're, they're like sexting. So they're they're sexting. like sexting where they can like just talk to each John, other over long distances. Fine. John, best part, best part, you'll, they cut to this guy when they're like talking like across space. And, and the dude dressed. has his pants pulled, the guy has his pants pulled up to his tits. Yeah. And his shirt off. Yeah, his shirt off. <laughs> is, there, is there a connection between the two? Like a love interest? Ooh, oh, sure. We'll talk about that oh, later. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It becomes a plot point. Yeah. Okay, um, I I probably won't be here it? later, but you can tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk to the empty air. But, that but we essentially, were like with. Uh, essentially, every time they show Ray, she's like wet from rain, or she's got <laughs> fire. Uh, yes, she's wet from other reasons too. <laughs> but she's just very organicy. She's surrounded by stone, and she's okay. lit by right. fire. She's, she's covered in water. All basically like the Captain Planet elements. Are, are perfusing Ray, whereas when you cut to Kylo Ren, he's being attended by robots in a very sterile environment where they're trying to stitch together his face. So they're they're counteracting. So it goes to Snacks' point about these critters and the puppets, uh, and basically just these creatures being attracted to the good guys. And uh, I agree with you. So now I did write. I wrote one note in everything you guys have said so far. <laughs> And it says here, Snack said something about a killer lightsaber fight. Yeah, okay. okay. So, <laughs> Dave, I can do this plot so quickly if you let me. Oh, yes. Okay, go, Snack. Uh, I Run will I will interrupt Snacks if he gets out of control. Or you miss something. Uh, go ahead. And go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a ton. A ton. And this I is, will stop you. And is, feel free to stop this is, Snacks. This is a back of a novel. So... Ray's training with Luke on this island, finding out all this shit about, like, this guy trying to kill her, like, maybe boyfriend. Bad guys are chasing the other guys in that slow speed chase through space. Got it. Finn, yep, with you. Finn meets a new lady who's like, oh, Finn, you're so impressive, while he's trying to run away from that spaceship that's, like, getting real slow. And he's like, oh, I'm not trying to run away or whatever. Um, Poe and them come up with a plan. They have to go to this casino planet to get a code breaker to break onto the bad guy's ship that's chasing them to uh, stop it or stop the tracking. Somehow? To stop the light speed tracking. Yeah, so they yes. can get away. So they have like a casino adventure and there's like horses and it's really fucking dumb. Um llamas. and they get and then the they llamas. get llamas. And then they get uh they get locked up and they take a different code breaker who's Benicio del Toro, who talks with a speech impediment. And uh why they take not? Brave yeah, choice. Why, Brave choice. Because fucking <laughs> why not? Uh, Ray finds out what happened between uh, Luke and Kylo and calls Luke out on it. Paul's asked to go hang out with Kylo. She's like, I'm going to go with my internet boyfriend. Fuck you, dad. Um, Finn and Rose. Rose is the girl that had the crush on Finn. Get back on the bad guy's ship and they get caught and somebody else can take over. Okay, so they get caught and it was all a part of Poe, who's the hotshot pilot's great a uh, harebrained scheme that had a million to one odds plan of survi- of succeeding, which is a trope in these movies. 
And uh, it's saying that, hey, sometimes that doesn't always work. On top of that is all this piled thing where, oh, we didn't even talk about it. Okay, Tars. So, you know who Princess Leia is, right? Yes. Okay, so Princess Leia is, you know, the twin to Luke Skywalker, daughter Mm -hmm. of uh, Darth Vader. Uh, She has shown no force, like, acclimate, except for being able to talk to Luke via the internet, um, you know, like AOL. Um, And... Uh, Kylo Ren confronts um, the the rebels with his mom, i.e. Princess Leia on board. She's now a general. Um, and he attacks the ship, and he's about to blow her away, but he re- he doesn't do it. He doesn't pull the trigger. But he's also with two guys, and they pull the trigger for him. And they blow up the bridge, everybody on the bridge, so all the rebel leaders die. And his mom gets sucked out into the vacuum of space, and she thinks she's dead because... She's dead in real life, and you're like, okay, well, this is how uh, Princess Leia slash Carrie Fisher leaves the franchise. So they go on, and they do other stuff, but then they come back to her. She's floating in space, and then her fingers twitch, and then she wakes up, and then she force pulls herself back to safety inside the ship in a very goofy, I laughed out loud, but I enjoyed it. I loved it. It is goofy, but I loved it. I agree with Jeff 100%. It was goofy as fuck. It was... It was Mary Poppins. It was Galinda, the good witch of the North or whatever. She fucking holds out her hand and she floats through space in slow motion and comes back to safety and she's not dead. And it worked. I think it worked more because she died in real life. I think that's why it worked so well. That helps. But I love how in Star Wars, if anybody gets hurt really badly, they just fucking stick tubes on their head and they're all fine. Yeah. Just like and they get a droid, oh, you're in a coma? medical tubes, droid get on the them. Tubes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. They didn't dump her in a tank. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's it. Like she survives, but she's in a coma. But but basically, there's an insurrection. Poe thinks he knows better than the um, uh, the person that they get to replace Leia, which is a woman. And Poe, you can tell, kind of has is uncomfortable with this woman because he even says, this is not what I expected out of her or this vice admiral. So he tries to mansplain to uh, the new woman, which is Laura Linney from the um, the Jim Carrey movies. and uh, uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but basically, uh, Poe thinks he's got this harebrained scheme. He thinks he knows better. Uh, and it doesn't work. This whole, which makes the whole casino thing even dumber, is the fact that it doesn't work. And the whole casino thing is there to just teach Poe a lesson, which can, I can, agree can is I, awful. Can I bring up plot things yes, like please, that? Go ahead. Can I bring up plot things like that? Oh, it, that's it, Laura Linney. Oh, like, do you, okay. <laughs> like, do you think it was a tight, well plotted movie, or did you think it need more time to like, not time like theatrically, but time to. Perfect. Work. Yeah, it's about it, it needed another year. I think that yeah. they should. Yeah, they I think need they three should, years they, between. These I think moves. they need three years. I do think it was rushed. I'm trust me. There is there's shit that's not that doesn't work. And it, it is. It I agree that it's a bit of a mess. Um, and I want I want to talk about the Rose character particularly. So what what are your guys' it. thoughts yeah, about let's, her? Let's do it. I think she's terrible. I think I think they wanted they they wanted the average guy. Uh, they basically needed somebody else for. They didn't know what to do with Finn. I I will start there. They didn't know what to do with Finn. Yes, and well, they so needed like, somebody he, to go on the trip with him. And I would have preferred preferred C three PO to Rose. Well, well, my 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 biggest question is why didn't Poe go on the trip with him? 
Because it's like he could serve that same role, teaching him about like what's good. Because he right? needed to get his teeth kicked in. He needed to be. He needed. Yeah, to learn, think, he needed well, to learn when, a when lesson by failing. They, he needed failure to teach him, which I think when is they one come, of the themes. When they, when they come back and get caught, like Rose and Fang get caught, like that could be when he gets his teeth kicked in. Uh, right. Like I it, think that I think that his leadership, his struggles with the leadership, work better if he's on the ship, and I right. think that helps advance his character yeah. better. I I don't. What's everybody's problem with Rose? I didn't. I didn't dislike Rose. I. I just. I, well, I don't know. Like. I. I think it's that. Like. I don't. I didn't feel strongly. I don't feel strongly for the characters enough yet. And then when you introduce new characters, I care about them less. I feel like she's not charismatic. Like uh, I liked Finn. Finn is charismatic. Ray is charismatic. Poe is charismatic. Rose just isn't. I don't know, man. I liked her as soon as she like shot Finn for trying to escape, even though he wasn't really like being a, a pussy. She was just like, "Oh, you're gonna escape," and just fucking shoots him. I was like, "Oh, Team Rose." I don't know. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I, I enjoyed it. But then she's I, I also like me, a social warrior. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. They're so their whole plot line is essentially saying, "Hey, what if Star Wars follows a couple of janitors and we see a side story with a couple of janitors and can they do something great?" And while two janitors could do something great, again, I get to to Jeff's point. It's everything's about failure in this movie, but they go on this kind of um, side quest, side quest, like a side side quest. That has kind of um, social warrior kind of overtones yeah. of like, um, you know, oh, uh, there's yeah, there's all these the things 1%, that, that should be addressed. Yeah, one percenters and we're beating animals and yeah. we're you know, there's slavery and there's shitty stuff, which I agree should be addressed in this galaxy. But the way they did it, it felt like that should have been one of the was, cartoon episodes. It was ham-fisted. It, it was, was ham-fisted. I'm, I'm glad. Done. I'm glad that it's in. It's not in the cartoon universe. I'm glad that it's in. The main franchise. It made him, and I, I think they could run with it with any grace. Um, but I, that being said, I really like the casino planet because every single time you're in a Star Wars scene with lots of different aliens, they're all like fucking like drunk. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Alien drunks, and I love seeing rich planet. Yeah, I I like that it's not a uh, hive of slime and villainy or whatever, right? right? But that's that's also usurping expectations because Rose said, oh, it's filled with the worst people, and you think it's going to be the cantina again. So it's Ryan Johnson usurping your expectations. Or, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, 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 it was so, lazily designed. It that wasn't was good. I'm just, I'm defending it yeah. because I saw it twice. It wasn't as bad. I as didn't, the design didn't bother me, but I'm not a costume designer. I have, so. I have some dumb questions. Go ahead. I have, some, I have some dumb questions. So, this Finn, that's the, that's the black dude, right? Oh, jeez. Right. Oh, no, God. no, really. I, I'm not saying that. I'm, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. John, oh, that's Jesus. <laughs> no, but is he, is he, do you guys like that character? Like, do you root for that character? Yes, I like him a lot. Big? I like him as an actor, and I like him as a no, character because he's like... I don't root for him. Oh, okay. I, Snacks? That's not I, 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 I did after... It, it, I liked him very much in the first movie. Yes, me and too. Even when, and even when they reintroduce him in this movie, uh, yeah. I love the first words out of his mouth. Like, I just I, thought I, he, was, I do, he was lame in Force Awakens. Is he just as lame in this one? They More make him lame. really lame in this one. Yeah. Really he lame. He gets people killed. He's, He's not good he at what he's doing, killed, but, but he's really like, he's like, he's really just like this, like sweet kid. He's and earnest. I, 
Yeah, and I yeah. think that that's kind of great. Like, I, I love that about him. He's not like this ultimate warrior or anything like that, but he never... They, they try to maybe suggest that he is in the first movie, and then you realize, oh, no, he's just some dude. Yeah, he's just um, a go- doofus. Yeah. But I like that about the character. I do, too. I like him. Uh, so so, so one right. of the things so one of the things you guys brought up, which I guess I'll bring up now when we're on the casino planet, we're talking about wasted opportunity. And you guys are having me think about my own expectations for things, right? And I guess I, I expect from Star Wars movies, right or wrong, and I might be wrong in this, um, action scenes that I like to imagine after I leave the movie. And like I'm thinking like New Hope, there's the trench yeah. run, there there's like all these scenes, right? Yeah. And even Rogue even Rogue One has a bunch of scenes that I can still like you know, that you can still fantasize about. Yeah, and Force right? and, and Force Awakens with the Raptors. You're like, I wish I would go into that ship with well, the doors. Was, the for, you the fucking Force asshole. More, the Force Awakens, I was more thinking the uh, Millennium Falcon flying through the Star Destroyer. Like that's that's just cool and fun or even the lightsaber battle in the snow at the end but they gave you that with the with the falcon going through the the salt planet which i was like oh here we go the falcon's gonna go through some tight fucking corridors again but see i i didn't think there was any i I didn't think there was any action pieces in this movie that made me want that 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 inspired me i didn't think the action was very good um even problem for me even even at the end when they're in the like Okay, this casino planet opens up a whole new opportunity for action adventure, and I don't think that paid off. I don't. I don't disagree with Zach here. I think. And then at at the end, on the salt planet, when they're like, "We're taking these rickety ass fucking, we're taking these rickety ass fucking ships, and we're going to go fight gorilla adats." Yeah. Holy shit! I am on board. Like, let's see how this shit goes down. And we just stop. They don't do anything. they, the the I, skiffs don't do anything, but yeah, let's hear from and uh, again, Jeff. And again, when you guys are talking about a movie where it's like, fuck what you expect, and I'm like, oh shit, I go to Star Wars, I expect at least one or two good action scenes. And I you feel know? like you got that. I, yeah, I, feel I don't like, know. I, think that the, I feel like I got a really good lightsaber fight. I think the lightsaber fight... There's um, one. I think that the, the opening yeah. space battle is pretty good, yes. personally. Um, I think that yeah. the... I think that's yeah. the overall it's conflict. a video game. I, and I Jeff, I think that opening battle would be better if there was characters I was already invested in mm-hmm. in that battle. And like as as everybody just pointed out, Poe doesn't really do dick in the first movie. No. So I'm not really on board with Poe. And Dave's like, yeah, he shows up and makes a lame fucking joke. Does. I'm even less on board with Poe. So it's like <laughs> it, 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 I know what you're saying. I get you. And this movie um um explicitly knocks Poe down a peg. It makes him learn. And so it's true. He is the one character that truly goes somewhere that has to learn something. And you see that he learns it, right? So I, that I happens. That they all but learn. Yes, Jeff, thank you. I they think, all like, go Ray- through a, they all, okay, so you can say what you want, but every character, all the main characters go through a journey. I didn't like yeah, Finn's journey. Because, a little bit. Because Finn's journey, they like took a back seat. He's still a coward, which I didn't like. Um, he almost redeems I, well, himself, and then Rose ruins it. I think that like Jeff, she doesn't uh, ruin anything. I think she does for him what he does for Ray in the last movie, which makes lots of sense. Like that's thematically what you know they're guess, all about to a certain. I guess extent. my that's, I guess my sacrifice is how is how is explain to me like how the 
how you see the characters different from where they started at the start of this movie and where they ended this movie. Like just mainly Finn, Ray, Kylo, and Poe. Can I do Poe and then Jeff, you can take anybody else? <laughs> yes. You're taking the easy way out. Right. Go ahead. Poe right. learned not to be reckless, lives matter. Right. Great. He's like at the end of the movie, and I can't get there, we'll just say he's doing this for a reason. We need to get the fuck out of here. And then Finn, unfortunately, is the former Poe saying, no, we need to, there's a guy going out there by himself. We need to help him. And and Poe's like, shut the fuck up. We're, <laughs> we need to get away because we're going to be the spark that lights that, like, it got it got through him. Dave, from how's Leia. Finn different at the beginning than at the end of the movie? Just because he's a headstrong, hotshot pilot that just thinks he wants to take on the First Order by himself. And that's exactly what he does at the beginning okay. of the movie. And then he sees somebody else, i.e. Luke Skywalker, spoiler alert, and do Jeff, the same how's thing. Th- how's Ray different? Yes, you can take anybody else, Jeff. <laughs> Ray, Ray is different because she, um, you know, is, is very naive, very arrogant in the beginning and thinks that she knows how things are going to go. And, and that by the end of the movie, she's learned that she, although she's right in some ways, she's wrong in other ways, I think. And I think she, also the parents things. Uh, I think she's looking for a parent and Kylo said it was uh, Han Solo. Now it's Skywalker. Basically, you don't have any parents, and I think that's the hard lesson yeah, she, learns. she learns. Yeah, I think she learns to, to trust herself right. and to not depend on others and to have some sort of sense of self-reliance um, because her faith in father figures is going to continue to let her down, just like, just like Kylo's faith in his lineage kind of you know, brings him to his end, essentially. Like his whole thing is um, believing in this idea that he's, he's greater just because he's a Skywalker and he embraces that in the end. And I think that, I think the movie really kind of commits to him being a villain. Like you guys are talking about them having a romantic interest. I think that this movie pretty much neutralizes that or at least should. Yeah. That's why, that's what oh, the yeah. Megan said after the movie. Yeah. It started, it, it, but it, it, it pushed back with that idea. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. So Ray comes back after, uh, she's like, fuck you, Luke Skywalker. You're not my real dad. I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend, Kylo Ren. I think he can be, we need a Jedi and he's our best hope if you're not going to do it. So he go, she goes and, uh, she basically light jumps and goes to see Kylo Ren. And of course, Kylo Ren's got to take her to his boss, which is the new emperor. Uh, this guy called, um, Snoke. It's a dumb name, but it's a great character. I think Andy Serkis doesn't annoy me, uh, and he basically is like, oh, we're going to turn you. No, you're too much of a Jedi. We're going to kill you, but not only are we going to kill you, I'm going to have Kylo Ren kill you, and there's this buildup whether Kylo Ren's going to kill her or not, and instead of not killing her, he actually kills the Emperor slash this new Snoke guy, and then they team up and have a double badass lightsaber battle where they take on... Uh, the Emperor's uh, like red clothes, ninjas. like space ninja guards, and it was great. Um, mm-hmm. It also felt like a Target commercial for me for some reason. It did. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it felt like a Gap Target commercial kind of a deal. Uh, so if you like those, this was great. It was a great All lightsaber. Right. I think the Elvis remix agrees. music didn't help. But. Everybody agrees is a good lightsaber, uh, lightsaber or good action scene, right? It's yes. fine. Fine. Yes. Okay, we'll talk more about that later, guys. All right. So at the same time, uh, Laura Linney turns the ship towards 
<laughs> while, while everybody escapes to a planet that was an old rebel base, Laura Linney turns the ship. She was going to go down with the ship anyway. But um, because, because the the code breaker that Finn picked up was a piece of shit and sold them out, Belicio uh, del Botoro, whatever his name is, uh, he basically sells them out. Now they know that the rebels are trying to flee to this abandoned base, and they're just slaughtering them. So Laura Linney turns the ship around and light speed jumps through them all and basically she kills herself but takes out like a fuckload of first order people coolest coolest moment in the movie yeah and it's like, beautiful yeah, it's sure. just goddamn Absolutely. gorgeous it, just it looks amazing. like a, it looks like a like, painting it's gorgeous uh it, visually visually was amazing i wish i gave a half a shit about laura linney yeah right. okay moving on uh you and, don't even know the real name is laura dern <laughs> <laughs> jeff jeff it's laura linney jeff it is laura linney it's laura linney going forward in a purple wig yeah. i just checked imdb so anyway uh yeah Playing so, the part of violet Beauregard. so uh the the rebels and there's only four of them 400 of them now maybe less a couple hundred of them down go to this old abandoned uh rebel base from and by rebel base we mean like an abandoned uh, you know, it's a callback to the original trilogy, you know, 30 years ago. Hoth-esque looking. It's very Hoth. It's it's snow, but just underneath the surface is red salt. Uh, and that makes for a very visually it's pleasing a, battle. Yeah. Uh, so Leia's down there. Uh, Finn's down there. Um, Poe's down there. Eventually, Ray shows up and, and provides some cover. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, the bad guys are about to break in and kill everybody. And Luke Skywalker shows up out of nowhere, and you're like, what the fuck? What is he doing here? Uh, he shows up and kisses his sister on the forehead, not the mouth, which I, what I was hoping for. I thought he was going to tongue fuck her <laughs> right there and go like, there's still time for us. <laughs> and then Luke Skywalker, uh, Giants, he goes out of the rebel base where all these walkers, and it's just like the planet Hoth where there are just this fuck little walkers and just uh, Kylo Ren's there. And he walks out, and Kylo Ren's freaking out, getting all amped up. Is like, kill him, shoot every gun we have, fire on that man, that singular man, and they just fucking shoot the shit out of him. But then, like, once the smoke clears, he's still alive, and he comes forward. Uh, Kylo Ren's like, fuck that, take me down, I'm gonna kick his ass myself. Kylo Ren goes down there. There's a lightsaber scene in which Luke Skywalker's like, just like avoiding his like strikes, uh, and he's talking shit the whole time, saying, you know, I failed you as a student. And he's like, well, you know, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill Rey, and I'm, I'm going to destroy all the Jedi. There'll never be another Jedi. And he's like, well, everything you just said is stupid. All right, so, um, so Luke Skywalker's just toying with uh, Kylo. Kylo chops him in half, you think. But it turns out that uh, Luke is not really there. He's just projecting himself there from his little island. Um, and as set up earlier in the movie... The effort that one person doing that would take would kill them, and Luke Skywalker dies, but allows the rest of the rebels to get away. And by the way, there's only like 12 rebels now. And Ray is there. Uh, they all get away, and you're like, uh, everybody learns their lesson. Uh, well, real quickly, right before this, they set off a beacon to the outer rim oh, yeah. to the whole galaxy for help, right? And In the name of Leia. Comes. We need help. So that happens, and okay, go on. Yeah, uh, Leia says, we're going to send out a distress signal. We uh, we have allies. They're going to come for us. Nobody comes for them. So they, right. it's all about self-reliance. Uh, anyway, uh, but it isn't about self-reliance because they get saved by Luke, um, who basically, in one last dying act, 
uh, allows his friends to get away. Once again, self-sacrifice, but one, it's to save other people as opposed to destroy the people he hates. Um, and it makes that Kylo Ren, you know, I don't know. Let's let's end it there. Uh, we'll talk later. Yeah. They get rescued on the Falcon. They fly away. They fly and away. So, 12 so, of them. So 20 of them, whatever. 12 rebels. And they're now just, they call themselves rebels. They gave up on resistance. They're the rebels. <laughs> yeah. And, which they should have done yeah. from the beginning. Just like <laughs> new, new order. It's basically the empire. Uh, but anyway, uh, and then they cut back to the last like epilogue thing is they cut back to the casino planet and there's poppers, like, you know, beautiful children that have a little bit of smudges on their face. So they're poor yeah, yeah. and like urchins. Uh, they're telling the story about Luke Skywalker facing down the entire uh, First Order, uh, and a kid. You know they get they get interrupted by their slave master or whatever. Uh, you know, they, and the kid goes outside and he stares at the horizon and a ship going off, and he uses force pull to pull the to to pull a broom. His broom, to him. yeah. Yep. So basically, this kid is force sensitive. He's also a nobody. Um, and it basically, you know, he holds the broom like it's a lightsaber up to the sky, letting you know that, hey, even though Luke Skywalker's dead, you know, what is dead may never die. Um, you know, there's going to be more Jedi, right. new the hope, Jedi will all that not stuff. die. Yep. So, uh, Johnny uh, T, what'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> Good synopsis. Good synopsis. So now we're... We're, we're now just we're we're all caught up, right? So now the movies will just be all these new people and other stuff, right? No, no next you get have... a Han Solo. Next you get a Han Solo flashback movie, John. Yeah, uh, yeah. not new. Uh, yeah. See, the, it, it keeps confusing me because it keeps right, right, around. Right. Johnny yeah, T. Johnny not, T. There's it's not one. For old guys, dude. It's not for old guys. There's one more movie in the I will call it the Skywalker Star Wars saga. Everything else is gonna be other people and random shit. Uh, including Rogue One and this new Luke's uh, Han Solo movie that's coming out later next year. Okay, all right. I'll just keep seeing them. Whatever. But will <laughs> you see this movie? Are you excited to see this movie based on what we said? Do you think it's going to be stupid? Um, well, you know, I actually I thought I was going to hear kind of rave reviews uh, from from you guys, but I, it was a little bit more. I don't know. I guess it was a mixed bag. Um, it seems like overall, like if I were to ask you, would you go see it again? I have. Um, uh, okay, I didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> others? No, I, I, I wouldn't. I ended up seeing it again, but just because some plans came together, so I, I okay. did. But you guys I are such better otherwise. nerds than me, man. You guys yeah, are good guys nerds. Are really... No, I was just more being a friend and wanted to join the party. Jeff, will you yeah, see this again what? before it comes to home video? Yeah, probably. There you go. So I think we're okay. split upon party lines, Tarzan. Yeah, so that doesn't split, really. Yeah, it's it's pretty split down the middle. Um, I will say, I mean, I we, we were we were uh, talking during break. Um, I will I will see the movie. That's for sure. Um, but I I guess now my my expectations because I'm like I said, I'm coming off of Rogue One, which was pretty fun and um, kind of a kick ass movie. So I will not expect that here. Um, <laughs> but I'll see it. Whatever. <laughs> it won't be Great. the first way to spend an evening. I'm glad yeah. we didn't waste your time. <laughs> no, I think I guess this lasted probably just as long as that movie. So <laughs> you, you yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm already committed. I guess no, you got another hour and a half at yeah. least. Right, yeah. 
Damn it. That's way too long. Yeah, but another hour. Yeah. All right, uh, Giant T, uh, we'll let you go, and the rest of us will continue to yell about this, the finer points of this movie. Um, All right, you guys, you guys have a good evening. Never invite me again. Well, we will not. <laughs> Take care. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Jeff, can I can I add? I'm going to keep harping yes, on. Yes, we'll get. This is shit show. Go ahead. No, I'll harp. On, I'll harp on Rico. So Rico, one of the things I really like about other Star Wars movies is when they have parallel action, and it's what they did in Rogue One really well, where they have like the fighter pilot shooting at that force field thing in space they have the spy character climbing in the library with the robot and then they have the people on the beach yep yeah. and, and that guy all, like, trying to blow something you know, up or make fronts, the, all the uh, end of uh return of the jedi yep right all, uh whatever yeah and it's like three fronts but there's also usually like an emotional thing going on with one of the characters too so it's like all compounded mm-hmm. um and i this movie did not have a, a I mean, that's really it, it, not a characteristic of all the movies, though. It's in yeah. Rogue One. It's in Return of the Jedi. That's kind of it. And well, it, it tries to be in Phantom Menace. There's three fronts. They don't succeed. Really? Oh, yeah. No one yeah. cares yeah. about the, the Gungan fight and the Gungans that nobody gives. Yeah. A no shit one about. gives a shit. Exactly. But there's like four fronts, and yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Duel of the Fates, the the lightsaber battle is the only one anybody gives a shit about. Right. And that yeah. one's very in. Uh, not personal, right? Like it's strangers fighting. Oh, so you go. Right. Okay. There's it's no emotion. And but, but but again, exciting, we're, we're, so there's that. Actually, forth. there was emotion when uh, Qui Gon Jinn got fought, like killed, and like Obi Wan Kenobi's just like, I can't wait till this door comes open because I'm gonna fucking wreck Murder. you. And that's yeah. so great. Yeah. That's so such a great fight. The the argument that you guys are winning me over on it is that like, um, is you guys are making me feel guilty about my expectations for this movie or any movie in general and i i don't know man like i i I just want solid action you know what i mean like a a a decent plot like if you're gonna blow it up blow it up but do it more cleanly than this you know it it it, it's really just a non-commit for me i think that that, i i know what you're saying and i think that the the movie could have like blown it up and not still have these like kind of tethered yeah, Tentacle, tentacles to the to the franchise. Yeah. But imagine, but imagine like most most of the people. How most of the people? Oh, did we all get like this people are there? already furious with this movie. Wait, what yeah, was that? I know. Hello. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, so just you're saying the last thing second. you said. Oh, yeah. I said. I but, said <laughs> oh, you Jesus. just cut out again. We lost him again. I said people Check are already furious with this movie. So, so you're just saying that they're already pissed and they're just hedging their batch. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking that they have to transition this. Like, this is such a beloved franchise that they can't just fucking, like, nuke it. And Why didn't they do that last I, I movie? It would be my, my they question. They should have. I agree with you 100%. I think they should have fucking nuked it. I agree. I think they should have fucking nuked it. I didn't want any of the old cast members coming back. I wanted them to just be mentioned. Or maybe what? if Luke sco- showed up as, like, a ghost, that would have been cool. But I didn't want, when, you know, yeah. Harrison Ford. Would be better. When Kylo Ren doesn't pull the trigger on her, his mom, and those other guys shoot her, and it blows up, I almost cheered. I was like, yes, get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I think that, I mean, you know, the next movie for whatever it's worth, if, if Leia's in it, obviously she's probably going to be in it very briefly. Um, it's kind of ironic that she's the only one that is alive right. or is dead, but yeah, is alive in the movie. That's an unfortunate 
just thing that they couldn't foresee. Right. And I'm sure Mark Hamill will be in it as like a fucking force ghost or something. He Although has I, to I, be. I hope he's not. Honestly, he will be. I, There's no way. It's a I'm, board moon, board sure. room decision. I'm sure. And it's a J.J. Abrams thing too. Like he'll fucking be yeah. force ghosting the shit out of that movie. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Like we all, we talk about this all the time. We want like just different stories in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And and I know that this isn't quite there yet. For me, it signaled at least a solid step in that direction. Um, and I just got caught up in it. Like it's not perfect, um, but like it's but certain, emotionally it hits you at moments. Right? At moments, and yeah. I think it's it's and that's okay better than I expected it to be. Like I actually went in with fairly high expectations for some reason. I was excited about it, which is stupid in general. Yeah, um, no, I went. No, I don't think it's stupid to be excited about movies. I don't think when you've when you've been let down so many times before, uh, my yeah. expectations were very tempered. I think that I don't I don't really like most movies. I'll be completely honest because I find them to be pretty disappointing in general. Um, but I can't help get myself get excited about Star Wars movies because Star Wars is the right. thing that made me fall in love with movies. Um, and I'm continually let down by them. Like I was let down to a certain extent by The Force Awakens, although all yeah. Time I liked it. For the most part, I was ex- I was really let down by Rogue One. I was very excited for Rogue One. I did not like Rogue One. Wow. Yeah. And so it's kind of surprising because and, and, and that Jeff, movie was it, really stuck in a box. So I thought Jeff, it performed I, pretty well considering. Yeah. And I think this is when it comes to ta- to particular taste too, where like I Rogue One didn't have the strongest characters, but it had good action. So I'm like, oh, I really like the action of Rogue One. I you guess know? it had good action. Yeah, I don't know. I, in the end, maybe a little bit. I, I liked it. I just it. thought it was disposable. I thought it was so one-off yeah. that I I didn't want to watch it again. It came on well, Netflix. It's the Titanic. What was right? it? Yeah, I guess. But like, you know, it was on Netflix, and I was like excited for it. But then I started on Netflix, and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, it, I, it, I will say, I will say this for it. I wish that the guy. Well, here's a couple things. I wish that the guy who directed it directed this one. I, I wish that who, the guy yeah. who shot it shot this one because it certainly looks better. Yeah, this yeah. Although, it feels it's a really Star Wars. fucking pretty movie. It yeah. really is. This, this Rogue One has, is gorgeous looking. I think this movie has some nice set pieces in it and some nice design elements to it. Like I like the salt planet. I like the throne room that looks like Target. Even yeah, though it looks like Target. <laughs> I, I like the contrast between the island. Well, I just like it because it all starts burning down. You're making a movie about burning things down, and that's then right. exactly that right. And then it the character says. Forget everything, burn it down. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but but that said, I don't think Ryan Johnson's the most uh, the best visual director. Yeah. He's also so, okay, real quickly, writer. as we're talking about Ryan Johnson, do we now feel he should launch a new trilogy? Oh, sure. For Disney. Fine, whatever. Yeah, I don't okay. care. I'm actually more excited about that than, than this. Whatever. Yeah, I feel yeah, J.J. I, Abrams. I, I agree. Just something all new all different zero. I want and, and, completely and, new. I agree there. And one, one of the things that uh, you guys that this is probably in podcast for another day. Um, I'm not a big fan of just about all the Harry Potter movies. And yeah. I really like the new one that didn't have anything to do with any books or shit. The beastly. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and, it, and it was because it wasn't beholden to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're 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 okay. So you're you're actually making the argument, I, I think, would side on our side in which Star Wars is bigger than Luke Skywalker and the Skywalker yes. line. A- absolutely, my my argument is purely that they didn't go far enough. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Disney, when they got it. And so for me, I was still a fan after the prequels. And I will accept every criticism of the prequels because they are warranted. But what I liked is that the the backdrop, what the galaxy was, was still different. And we got a different picture. We went somewhere else. It wasn't a fucking galactic empire. So uh, I what so I think because people didn't like that the acting was boring and all the shit was whatever, people threw out the baby with the bathwater a little bit, and I think Disney did too, to the point where they said, let's just reboot the old trilogy. And so I'm ready. I knew that Disney was going to get mired and stuck in nostalgia of Empire versus Ragtag Rebels. And so the second they get out of that, I'm going to be very happy. Uh, and I, I will say, I think that's that's what they're trying to do right now. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I would like to talk about the throne room scene, which I think uh, I it was it was orgasmic. If I if I could dare say that, because I was just like, is he gonna do this? Is he gonna turn? Is he gonna fucking kill Snoke? There's no way. I'm like, they're setting Snoke up, and plus, I was enjoying the fucking effects of Snoke. I was enjoying Snoke's character being like at the same time though when they killed him I was like, yeah, fuck, that guy deserves to die because he's just another emperor. We've seen this movie before. I mm-hmm. want him to fucking die. I don't want to see, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> like you said, uh Jeff said, uh, I don't want to see Return of the Jedi again. Mm-hmm. And when he killed him, yeah. it was orgasmic and he brought the sword and the sword went right to her hand. And I was just like, oh, they're going to kill all these people, and then they're going to fuck. These two hot, powerful <laughs> right. people are going to fuck right now, and it's going to be awesome. And and, they, and, and it was awesome. It was great. And again, th- this – again, you guys are fucking me up with me having expectations about things. I, I feel like it would serve the next movie better if she took his hand. Because that's mm-hmm. unexplored I, I territory. Right. That's, that's unexplored. That's unexplored. Or, or if Water. he, or if he was willing to like negotiate with her, he wasn't willing no, to negotiate I, with her. I, I wanted them to team up for longer. I really did. I, I get the, I get the impulse of wanting that, but I think that that isn't really a good thing to want. Um, but once I, they, I mean, went the have, way they went, you're just you like have, it's back to fucking Return of the Jedi. Exactly, How, and this goes to Steve's Earth, point about like returning to good guys and so. bad guys. I, I think right. that well, they shit the bed with potential. Here's the thing: right. like that's exactly what I'm saying. That yeah. Return of the Jedi is. Should you, I, let me ask you this: Do you guys think that she is going to try to turn him in the next movie? Is that going to be the confrontation? I I don't, I don't think I think everybody's think, given up on him, but I think he will I, turn. Yeah. I don't know why, but because everybody's given up on him, that's why I think he's going to turn. I, Do we I think he's going to redeem himself before he dies? Yes, I think she's. Gonna, is that the question? Absolutely. No, I think. I think she's, she's going to try to put him. That's the that's the, the different story this time. Is that some? I think she's going to kill him. I think she's going to have to kill him. The, the, the Megan, in the last one is that. Sorry, go ahead. The Megan doesn't think at the end of that scene. The Megan, being the big fan of uh, Chicklet that she is, thinks it's over. That there are not, he, there's no more relationship trying to happen. Right. There, I agree. Right. Yeah. And she also doesn't think he's a threat at all. And they go out of their way to show him as a whiny bitch, mm-hmm. and they never go 
out of their way to show him as a threat. So after two movies of this guy yeah. getting his ass owned See, and pissing and moaning, it's it's he's not enough of a heavy in this next movie unless something unless no, something no, no, no. happens in between. Here, here's where I disagree. He's a threat because he's not that good at being well, okay, a threat. Okay, no, no, that's that that's the argument I gave her. Yeah. But I don't think they're doing like so Vader was an imposing physical threat, right? So if you're make if you want to make this guy manipulative insidious like sneaky threat that's that's a fucking fake idea but, great idea that's yeah like but right now he's just unstable comparing him to vader he is not vader that's the whole point of the character right. so he's not vader. but well, that's, also that's, that's, that's what, there's that's what, no that's what i'm saying but he's not like there's he, no brains I, behind this operation exactly which is why he's more dangerous yep yeah and i don't and i don't think that that's a great point jeff but i don't think they've shown that yet if they show I that they, if they, they they use that impulsiveness to get comedy they haven't no. shown that impulse enough to, to show danger. I think that they're starting to show it at the end in the final sequence on the salt planet. But he's still That's, predictable. Of course he but is. Then he, but then he shoves Hux. It, it, and it, I don't know. It, it came... If that's what they're trying to show, that he's like super lethal <sighs> or super dangerous because he's unpredictable, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that came across. But he's the most predictable thing on Earth. There's nothing unpredictable about yeah, him. Yeah, I think I think the reason that he's predictable, again, is what makes him dangerous. That's what makes him so manipulative or manipulable with Snoke, right? Like that he's clearly got this insecurity that Snoke exploits right. over and over and over again to the point where he just gets so fed up that he says, I'll show you how fucking vulnerable, vulnerable well, I am, and he kills him. All right, he can doesn't I, kill... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to point out, because Snoke... He basically he he introduces another theme where he's just like so uh Hux comes in and he's leaving and it's very similar to the Force Awakens and he's like very good Hux great uh, tied on a string great uh and this is when H Snoke learns that uh Snoke has developed this tracking through hyperspace and he's like you see that you ask you wonder why I keep a bloodthirsty cur uh in such a position of power because I know his weakness and I can manipulate him and he's a dangerous tool. But the thing is, is that sets up Snoke's demise because Snoke's fucking weakness, or that's his name, right? Snoke? Uh, yeah, his, Snoke. his fucking weakness Ebenezer is Snoke. arrogance. His, <laughs> he's just so fucking, yeah, it's, it's no cult, you know, no Christmas for you. But his fucking, <laughs> er, his arrogance is his weakness, and that's what Kylo Ren takes advantage of. But mm -hmm. Kylo Ren doesn't learn the greater point that he has a weakness that he needs to overcome. Because it's all vanity. Yes. The, the thing with Sith, it's the fucking same thing. It's the vanity of thinking, I can rule. I'm good enough. I'm the one. I should. I. Why am I not the one that's in charge of the fucking galaxy? And so that's even that in and of itself is like a tired through line. Right. right? But do it you is, think if there was a if there was a partnership between Kylo and Rey, if they yeah, indulge that, that, do you think Rey would make him better? And Kylo would make her worse, and it would kind of even out in kind of like a balance or like boring way, like more just mean, interesting way. It would become a marriage. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, I I was interested in it just the potential of it just because it was different. Um, yeah. and I and I, I don't and I don't know where she, it could go. And maybe really, yeah, I agree. If she would have accepted his hand, that would have really actually made me go, "All right, this movie's but, really going somewhere." But why? What, and where? What? What's motivated out of that from the characters in the story? 
Like, I don't get it. Why, why is that a preferable action? Well, and he, here's well, one more see, question. Like, one more question. The second more he becomes Darth Vader-y and saying, hey, you and I could rule the galaxy as shitheads. Yeah, I get why she says, oh, fuck you. Right, right. I agree. That's, and, that's a, and that's a point that I didn't... It, Megan, it, Megan had to explain that to me afterwards because I, I, I do thought need the woman's perspective here. It's it's right, really because, true. Yeah. Because I didn't think he was like saying like, hey, let's rule the universe together. I thought he was saying, fuck all this. Let's go get lost. And I was oh, like, no. yeah, fuck all this. Go get lost. And she's and she's like, oh, no, he was saying like, hey, come, come. Let's rule the universe together. And I was I, like, I feel like if oh. he would have saved her friends. And she's like, she's like, as soon as they kill everybody, she's like, oh, we still call them off. Like, you're my boyfriend, right? Call them off. My friends are dying. I'm- and if he would have done it, he would have shown like, uh, like, I guess like, let's, let's throw all this way. Sure. I don't care. Like, why would he care? Yeah. You can save those right. people. It's all fucking who cares anymore. And the fact is that he's like planting his foot in the sand on one side and she's planting her foot on the sand on the other side. Right. And that's why it becomes same old shit. I agree. Yeah. But I, so I agree with you. I wanted that, but the thing is, is that's ripped away from us too. It's all about you, like fucking you over as an audience member. It's brutal. This this movie is brutal, which is why I say it's not a fun movie. But I enjoyed the shit out of it. And again, know. what I'll say is that episode seven set us up in this muck. We got yes, stuck in it because yep. they fucking put us back to the old trilogy. Right, it's and their you fault. can't escape it. Right. What right. are you gonna? Think, you can't climb out of it in this trilogy. But that's you what, can climb out of it in another trilogy. But that's why I say it's like uh, Bioshock Infinite. It's the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. and you're kind of trapped in it. Uh, it. But at least it plays out a little bit differently in this uh, movie compared to the Force Awakens. I'm just gonna hold it against the Force Awakens. I think this movie made it different. I think this movie established a different trilogy. It's trying to, but at every turn, it's 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 consciously saying, "Oh, people are used to this scene going this way, so we'll do it the other way." And the whole time, it's still I don't know. You know, you get what I'm saying. They need to change the entire scenario. Half of your argument is that it it does the same thing. So, like, I don't understand. Like, like sometimes you guys are saying that, like, I don't know. No, my my only it's, my only argument yeah, is that didn't I go far them, enough. Yeah, I wanted them to go all the way. I wanted <laughs> them to go all the way. I understand yeah. that you guys are like, there's a boardroom, there's money to be made. You can't go all the way with Star Wars. And my well, argument is, is that you make a you risk. You have to. You make a risk. It's Star Wars. People are going to go anyways. You're I not going to turn them off so much that yeah. they're not going to go. Take risks, though. I really I, do. But when does a Star Wars movie cease that? being a Star Wars movie? Which would be my question to you guys that want to go further. Do you want it so far that it's just like? Do you want like a Star Wars noir film? I would yeah. like that. I I agree, but not I, I think they not with the baggage of an episode eight. The, side the problem, movies. yes, exactly. That's exactly my, my, right. My as best. a side quest or as like a Rogue One or Han Solo movie, absolutely yeah. anthology movies. They can fucking do whatever they but want. But unfortunately, I think. I think they have to put this shit to bed after episode nine. I think it will be a fucking free for all. Let's. Hope. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because they need to find a new tone. Well, no, but that's the thing. It's like comics. You can do anything you want. Exactly. And I don't like, and let's talk about, because it is Marvel is owned by Disney. I don't like the merging of the different worlds. I like the, like, uh, the Earth Marvel characters, and I like the cosmic Marvel characters kind of doing their own thing. And I don't like this, like, I'm I'm just not going to like Infinity. (laughs) Well, I liked Thor, but I like... 
I don't know. I don't. I, I've always I had a problem so. with with these mixing. Like the world's so big, just let these things happen in their own fucking well, place. Did I mean, you like Civil War? I I did, but I think it was more of an Avengers movie than it was a Captain America movie, even though he was at the center of it. Uh, well, this is about to be another Avengers movie. I yeah. agree, but it, it'll be fun. But I I just <sighs> you just liked Civil War because Thor wasn't there. I know I like Thor. I like Civil War, but like upon rewatch, uh, Civil War, I couldn't get into it. Like it was boring, and it was over. My favorite thing about the plot of Civil War, yeah, it's played on. They got to wake up the super soldier to kill two old people in a car. Right? I just, <laughs> I just, just like super villain, like yeah, that's so silly outfit. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, we got to kill these two old guys in a car. What are we gonna do?" We got to wake up the most dangerous soldier in the right. world. And you know, it was just sleep. about like, so how do we get these two people to fight? And that's it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Working backwards from the end. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rico, mm-hmm. uh, g- give me, give me a elevator pitch for a Star Wars movie. Like a sentence. Oh God. I don't have one. I got up. one. I, I got one. I, yeah. All right. G- give it to me, Dave. All right, Doug, uh, a Jedi <laughs> goes crazy <laughs> And he has to be put down all uh um uh what is it apocalypse now slash um, oh you want to do apocalypse now in space yes where whereas like a Jedi just goes to a planet is worshipped as a god and lives in the yeah. forest and That's then they good. have to send That'd like people from the Jedi Academy to go take him down yeah I Mine, yeah. mine's really different yeah um, mine's really different too it's bar wars and they're just like these drunks in a bar and oh they're, yeah oh, they're bars going Comedy. Yeah, we talked about going, this one. I'm so, going for yeah. comedy. They're just a bunch of sad sack drunks, and they're going to lose their bar, and so they plan a heist just to get enough money to buy their bar back from the Empire. Oh, it's like, I, I, it's I, like I, an Always Sunny sort of plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I am doing real Bravo. I want to do real nice. Bravo in space. But I love how you guys are saying like you want something different. You've got Apocalypse Now and fucking real <laughs> <laughs> Well, but the thing that I it's think we like about genre. Star Wars is that it, it clings on to other tropes and it clings on to yeah. other genres. And you go, oh, this is the version. So that's why when they went to Casino Land and it was fucking lazy as shit, I went, uh I like, haven't if you're seen gonna real do it, Star Wars yet, Jeff. I guess that's the difference. It's always been a little bit like that to a certain extent. I mean, it's, do you it's think we had? Do you think Rogue One? Let me ask you this: Do you think Rogue One was a little bit a wild bunch in Star Wars? Like a, I know they're not they're not kicking ass and taking names. It's more of like we need to accomplish a task, but it's it's similar. I right? mean, similar like a dirty dozen suicide mission team. Right. Sure, exactly. Yeah, I, that's why I do have hope for the expanded universe, and that I, I, that's that's my. If I had to like end this with a thesis, I would say that the Star Wars universe is bigger than this fucking inherited storyline that we have to keep up with. Just let's yeah. have one-offs. Let's have Rogue Ones. Even though, uh, like I said, like I said, I think Rogue One, uh, looking back on it, is a little disposable. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it over and over again like I did, you know, four, five, and six. I still enjoyed the shit out of it when I saw it, um, right. and I would love it's... all these what if kind of like comic movies with the with the backdrop of fucking laser swords or. You know, you know the Empire or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I I like this universe and I want to play. And I, let me uh, first let me just say, there was a friend of mine. I think his name was Snacks, who in Rogue One came out said, it's like somebody was playing with Star Wars toys. Like somebody like said, hey, here's all these Star Wars toys. 
what is your imagination to come up with? And this is what somebody came up with. And I feel like that's what happened with Ryan Johnson here. It's just that he inherited this like lineage of the Skywalker saga. Um, so like, I feel like we had expectations, but it's, it's just a guy fucking playing with star Wars toys and saying, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if those fucking red guys that we saw in fucking empire, uh, or not empire, uh, actually had a actually fight. fucking yeah. got Return to kick of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see the fucking Imperial guard kick ass. And guess what? We got to see basically what they were kick ass. I, I, I don't know. I liked it a lot. One of them had a lightsaber nunchuck, which I really appreciated. That was pretty. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I also like how murderous BB-8 was. Oh yeah, he killed fucking a shitload of stormtroopers. They're not clones yeah. or anything. They're now people they're kids just that were stolen from their land when they were young. Yeah, yeah. they're Finns. They're one, Finns. Of their, one, of their, one of their heroes used to be one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and can we talk about Phasma just being a fucking complete waste in this movie as well as the first one? Let's bring her back to make her a fucking I, at least she's waste hopefully anyways. dead now. Yeah. I like, hope. Jesus. Baby. Fucking Gwendolyn <laughs> Christie. <laughs> I feel like that's the that's the problem, and maybe Snacks will agree with me, is that the next movie can just do whatever it wants and fucking bring back whoever and just, you know, like, I think there's way too much freedom in the next movie, but in a crippling way, in a very, um, um, you know, they're still stuck having to what's going to happen in the end. The good has to prevail, right? Are they going to finish out this trilogy where the good guys don't win? I would be fine if the fucking all the good guys died. I wouldn't give a shit. I go great. I would actually clap, but that's not going to happen. Well, well, I get, I get, I guess I'm, I'm all for that. That that pretty much happened in this movie. I'm, I'm excited that there's only one person from the original trilogy. Still, oh, yeah. and you movie. know yeah, that exactly. person is going to die. Dead. You know she's dead <laughs> and, in real life, so she's going to die they in the have next film. Said that they won't CGI her, right? So if we hold to that, then she's dead off camera. I guess Th- right. this is a discussion for some of her scenes, deleted scenes from this movie. They said, um, mm-hmm. yeah, to set up her death. Mm-hmm. They've recorded. This is, a, they this recorded. is a discussion for another day. She but has I, diabetes. I was curious how you guys thought the movie might have changed because of her death because i feel like some characters got rearranged even though they have said like nothing is changed yeah i don't you know? i don't believe them either snacks so mm. I, I i'll agree with you but i think whatever they did worked without being cheesy like i i think it was i don't think it was rob bricken but i think it was somebody who said like we didn't get fucking Paul Thomas Anderson riding in a race car next to Vin Diesel or The Rock or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> like, we didn't get one of these, like, cheesy send-offs for Leia. Right. But I think we had several, uh, like, goodbye to Leia's. Like, when Luke is, like, you know, astral projecting and he's just there and he gives her the 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 dice, which I didn't know dice existed, guys. I had to look that shit up. Yeah, um, what is that? Oh, I'll tell you in a and- second. But, but... He they comes, were always there. Hey, hey, on shut set. up. Let me just right. tell him what happened. Let okay. me just finish my thought and you can tell okay. what the dice are about. But like Luke comes up to her and is just like, hey, you know, even if they're dead, they're never really gone or something. And then like, oh, the weight of that fucking scene is added to the fact that we know as an audience that Carrie Fisher is dead. Um so I thought that was really impactful. I liked it a lot. But it didn't seem cheesy. I don't know. All right, uh Rico, hit us with the dice. So the dice ha- don't really exist visually in any of the movies, right? But what I have 
I don't know, barely read about it, is that they were dice that were hanging in one of the cars in American Graffiti, and they ended up on the Falcon. Because, you like know, every car has, uh, you know, dice hanging off their rearview mirror. Oh, and they're like in the background. So is that no? Is they're, it they're of, actually is it more of a is screen. it more of a is it more of a bridge to the Han Solo movie then? Yes, probably. Yes. That's a good Absolutely. point. Probably. Absolutely. I 100%. that will probably feature heavily. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't recognize it, but then like I watched the video and they're like, hey, there's a scene from you know the New Hope, and you're like, hey, there's this crap that's in the scene in the frame for like a second. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they're they're blowing up the significance of something that us as Star Wars fans that have seen all these movies a, t- a ton of times are like, I don't remember those dice. Yeah. Right. But because you go, oh, well, mega fans know that they exist, so then it had they have importance because of that, and they're trying to. And so that was a funny thing is that in this movie they wanted to really say, hey, these dice are really important, and you know as a. 99% of fans go, I don't know, fucking never seen this shit before ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you, you get it. You go, okay, well, he, fine. I he get literally it. picks them up off the ship. I think that they're, yeah, they're, they're a symbol it. of something. It's not like they're like, what are these mystery dice? They're a symbol yeah. of Han, but the he problem is that, them up, like, yeah. And yeah. he gives them to Leia when he says, you know, we're never really gone. And he's speaking about Han, but as an audience, we don't associate the dice with, they the have no value Falcon. to us. Yeah, you exactly. Associate the di- you associate the dice of the Falcon, and you know she probably knows what they are because she was in the Falcon. All yeah, the but time. we that's, don't that's know that. Point. We don't know that from the original trilogy. Uh, but you see, it doesn't no, matter. Jeff, I guess. Jeff, no, you guys, but this are, you is guys are arguing argument. the same thing. They, they, everybody gets the information across. They understand the scene. Yes, but it, it, it's. I think There's what they're no arguing is they had, significance. They, exactly. That, right. that yeah. I guess she, maybe he should have handed her a miniature Millennium Falcon. I think if he would have handed her the the holographics uh, chess game, she would have got it. Like, there's <laughs> <laughs> the holographic chess game from Millennium Falcon. You remember that, right? <laughs> It's it's just fucking arbitrary, yes, and I a hundred percent think it's going to be in the fucking Han Solo movie. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this is my last point about them not really burning anything down. Yoda shows up. He's oh. like, fuck that. We didn't tree. talk about Yoda. Yeah, we he's have like, to talk about that. He's like, fuck that tree. Fuck those books. It all doesn't matter. But he knows Absolutely. it does. Yoda's, like, Yoda's the voice what? of wisdom. The only thing that was missing out of the Yoda scene is Yoda Jeff, I'm smoking. Not done. Yoda okay. smoking well, a joint, oh, okay. being like, lighten up, Luke. Snacks, snacks, finish your talk. To eternity, bitch. But then when they're hanging out in the Millennium Falcon, yeah. and Finn like, opens that drawer, yeah. probably to get his dice that we'll see in four movies from now. <laughs> Those fucking books are there. So it's yeah. like, we didn't burn down anything. Yoda trolled Luke. Yes, because Luke needed like not only okay, so Luke's entire fucking arc was uh came down to two things. R2D2 showing him the fucking hologram of his sister asking for help from uh, you know, Ben Kenobi, which is basically what Luke is now, a fucking hobo in a goddamn yeah. garbage pit. And then well, the, the second thing was sorry, what second And then the second thing that motivated Luke Skywalker to like sacrifice himself was Yoda fucking burning it down and tricking him and thinking that, you know, it was all, all was lost. There's nothing to live for. Um, basically, whatever. Yeah. Well, where, where did, where did our line go? 
What? He was on the ship. He was on the, the yeah. He was on the, uh, the Falcon, Falcon when they went back to the because ice planet. he had the other half of the map to find Luke Skywalker. So he ended up on the Falcon. I think the key Oops. line from Yoda is about how um, that your pupils surpass you, right? Yep. And the, so I think yeah. I think I think what happens is that she steals the books, and like you know he he's all bent out of shape about them, and she's yep. like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this going, and part of that's her belief that. Luke's pretty much useless to her because he refuses to do anything. Yep. And that, you know, her hope is that she can like turn Kylo and that, that together they will, you know, fight the first order. So she, she, in my opinion, she definitely takes the books, but yep. I think that the importance of the books at the same time is essentially like, you know, the movie and Yoda and eventually Luke saying that they're not that important because in the grand scheme of things, they didn't really do that much for anybody. They just made things worse. Right. Plus, um, what what existed before the books? Just people right. that were in touch with the Force and made it up as they went, which will happen again, which will be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I won't get into this point because I'm going to go into prequel shit. And no one go for it. it. No, so. go for it. This is where we do it. Where this, uh, okay. Where, this, are you talking about that library? Are you going to fucking talk about that library? Uh, the archives? No. What I'm going to talk about is the fact that What's part of canon, a.k.a. the prequels, is that the Jedi, while they were very narrow-minded and dogmatic, and they were less open for some shitty Sith that's politically smart to overthrow them, uh, they grew hundreds and thousands of Jedi over a millennium, and none of them turned to the dark side until Sidious, you know, like crept up right so so what we're saying is do we even know sidious's backstory there's darth plagueis darth plagueis turned darth sidious yeah but do we know that until let me let me me ask that question i are not um they're not infiltrated until that point so they go in the that's not true either though because it's not like plagueis was the first hey hey guys can we uh let me like i've heard this plagueis sound this this Mm -hmm. noise coming out of people's faces before (laughs) and it doesn't exist in any of the movies so i am not one of these no it does it does in in revenge of the sith well he says that like you know this guy trained me and i killed him he's like this is like what what the sith do is they only have one apprentice and that's it. They don't train armies of followers like the Jedi because do. Everyone wants to turn against each other. Yeah, right. right. The so, Sith are inward. They're selfish. So you can't have more than two Sith. Right. Uh, so they uh, alluded uh, to this guy. Yes. Yeah, so they alluded to the fact that, you know, uh, whatever, the emperor was trained by somebody else and he killed him. Mm, yeah. But the, I feel like we don't get much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Only that they had existed for however long but they stayed out of the picture and right. meanwhile the dogmatic um there's only two of them at a time why Jedi wouldn't they stay out that of were picture? living in ivory towers literally they were in ivory towers i think lucas didn't go far enough to say that the jedi were set up for fall right he set it up but he didn't knock it down to say yeah the jedi are fucking blind essentially they're so stuck in their ways they're the roman catholic church whatever you want to say um, but there's value in that where they knew where to go with the force and where not to go with the force. And so if you burn those texts, I think you get a bunch of fucking people that immediately will turn to the dark side. Because on their own, I don't know about that, Eric. <laughs> Eric is so like, I like people I are garbage. Like a, 
I, you have faith in people when when they see their potential and see the power. I think I think Yoda even is like fucking Luke. Don't leave right away because you're going to fucking turn. The only reason Luke doesn't turn in the old trilogy is because he literally looks at Darth Vader's robot hand and can look at his own and go, oh, shit. I was this close to turning, but I see my dad in front of me and I see his yeah. failure. That's the but, only that's, thing that saved him. That's the point of the of this movie too is learning from your mistakes. Yep. But uh, Ray is it's it's she's not tempted. You don't well, see any goes, temptation. Yeah, I agree. But but they they tell you but they don't show you and I think that's a problem. Yeah. They're like yeah, you went right to the that. dark I mean, side. I can't sh- like Luke had that whole thing where he's like you didn't even resist the dark side and she's like it had something I needed. I want to learn about my parents and I'm like I don't get that at all. Like I don't understand her being evil. The one hint of her being evil was she when she got into that fucking like stick fight with Luke Skywalker, she called the lightsaber and almost struck him down in anger. That's as close as I feel they showed oh, her getting to the I dark that, side. I think that you see it before in The Force Awakens when she fights him, that she's sort of like, not yeah, afraid. She off, yeah, yeah, yeah she's not afraid I, she, she uses her emotion. She exactly. does that in the throne room, though. She does that in the throne room. She's like, ah! I know. I agree. I, I think that <laughs> oh, you agree. The well, then that neutralizes that. anything I was going to say. I, d- I just want to go back to Eric's <laughs> rambling insanity. Rico. Jesus Christ. Eric. I'm drunk. Just, yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Go for it. Nothing. Man, I thought I was a Star Wars guy, but you were deep in the mythology, my man. Has anybody I'm read like extended universe scrap? Before Disney bought Star Wars. Just, I, I want that to sink in because I don't think there were many fans right before Disney bought Star Wars. Yeah, they lost me. Yeah, yeah, they lost exactly. me because of the prequels. I, I thought there. this is garbage. Like the <laughs> Sith, the like Revenge of the Sith. I was like, that was not as bad as the previous ones, and that's where I was as a Star Wars fan. And I had hope when Disney bought it because I was like, please somebody, like it's it's just like please somebody make these movies better, um, because I think that the prequels were a fucking disaster and. Uh, anybody, please feel free to disagree with me. There were uh, moments. We don't need to get that road. Yeah. This will be three hours of us chatting <laughs> and me trying to convince people that it, it had potential, but George Lucas was terrible with actors. He's an introvert. You know everything that's wrong about Lucas. What I said before, all I'll say about the prequels is that I think Disney, because of the backlash to the prequels, has thrown out the bathwater. Has thrown out the baby with the bathwater. I agree with that. Bathwater. Bathwater. What? They've thrown out the Jedi books with the bathwater. Right. I I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Disney is trapped now in nostalgia berries. They're stuck in the same fucking shit. And now, and I know. You know, after five or six movies, they're going to crawl out of it. And they because because mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy knows she has to go in different directions. Yep. But Lucas was fine to give us a very different backdrop in the prequels. He just failed in in the surface level. And so the movies were fucking. Yeah, because it was, know, it was hubris. You really make he an was... argument that a trilogy of prequels to an already established, you know, trilogy isn't you knew where it was of... going to go, but he gave you some, a, a galaxy that was very different, and frankly, was may what had much more flavor. 
where in the prequel oh, trilogy Jesus. and during the Clone Wars, I'll, I'll, I will argue always that there looks like more potential in that galaxy than any galaxy that's controlled by the Empire or the First Order. Those galaxies are really boring because it's they're all controlled by a fascist. Yeah, hey, guess what? Guess what? Uh, uh, Rico, I'm looking forward Ooh. to Disney ret- retconning the Old Republic and doing Old Republic uh, fucking yeah. stories. I'm looking forward to that because George Lucas fucked it up, and I think he fucked it up because of, you know, it, no one called him in check. I sent Snacks yes. a fucking video about, I didn't know that the original Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, not The New Hope, Star Wars, the first movie that came out, won an Oscar for editing, and George Lucas, <laughs> the the woman who won the editing award, was his ex-wife. And, yeah. and, Jeff, and Jeff, you'll like this part too. Brian, like he, they showed an early cut to Spielberg and Brian De Palma. Yeah, and Brian said, De Palma's like trash. He's like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> so, so I, I will say that like an editor's touch or other people collaborating and telling him, no, you can't do this. It's, oh, he needed no, and he didn't I, get that in uh, the prequels. We I all agree. That. Yes, you that's agree. not my okay, point. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, you're you weren't going to get that with George Lucas. Like, if George Lucas is like, okay, I've done the prequels now, guys. Now I'm going to tackle what happens after uh, you know, uh, oh, Return of the I, Jedi. It would have yeah. been worse than this. It would have been worse I than wouldn't the have Force wanted Awakens. him to touch again. I. I Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> if you really want to get, and no one really understands where I'm coming from ever with this, and I think it's because I'm coming from just my love of movie. I think Snacks talked about his humor when I when we all talked about what do we love about movies, and for me, I was like, I love this. I, I love the place I go. I love the ships. I love the fucking right. scenery. I love the props. I love the costumes. Um, that's where George Lucas can excel because he knows how to take artists like a fucking Walt Disney, get him in a room, push them towards a direction, and he doesn't give a shit. There's no sacred shit for him visually. He he goes, this story needs this direction, that story needs that direction. For me, and what I loved about Star Wars, half of it, literally half of it's it, the stuff. was the backdrop. Yeah, And so... Episode seven said this backdrop is going to be the same fucking shit. Right. And so this whole trilogy is hung on the same goddamn backdrop. And no matter how much these movies try to subvert our expectations, it's still stuck in empire versus rebels. And where do you go with that? Other than, Oh, this time the empire wins. Yeah, I I agree. But I think I surprise people. Rico, I think I agree with part of your argument here, not necessarily to rebel versus empire. I I think everybody wants that kind of conflict to be open and a new conflict introduced to the, to the, to the stories or whatever. But my, my my argument that your argument that I find fascinating is that you felt in those prequels, there were so many more doors open and so many more directions to go that it got your imagination going that you saw like, What's the robot guy with six arms and all the lightsabers or whatever? Grievous, Darth, right? But you, Darth but, but you, robot. But you, <laughs> you saw. You What'd saw you call it? Darth robot. <laughs> but you saw yeah. that guy, and you were like, "Oh God, there's such potential there." Look, I yeah, know, right. Well, I want to know more about that his adventures. 
And, and I do feel like that's something that is in the prequels and in the original movies where, you know, you would get figures for walrus, man. You would get like, I remember seeing that squid guy in the prequels and I'm like, what's his fucking deal? I want to know all about that guy. Right. Um, Prune it, face. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, it, and I would say like the new movies don't have that. And I think you're absolutely right. It's a one direction bullet train. Um, as opposed to like opening all these other doors and expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good point. Yeah. To the point where right now, um, Disney and these new movies are saying we need diversity, right? And not <laughs> like the prequels. Every main character is like a fucking white person, whatever. But you see alien upon alien, you go, Oh, this is a diverse fucking giant universe, right? with endless potential and so the fact that disney goes well but people didn't like those movies so we have to scratch it and here we are with the same like they're going back to the storyline that had no money that's that's where you lose me a little bit rico because you're assuming you're assuming you're assuming a giant corporation's making a choice that you weren't in necessarily on that you know that could just be a creative decision too you know uh, the original trilogy has what it has. Well, the first movie has what it has because they barely strung a movie together. They had no budget. They had no whatever. You're right. Uh, and then from there, they launched and they moved forward. They got a little more money every fucking time and it became this giant thing. Whatever. We don't need to go down that road. But, but for me, it's just I don't uh, fucking I got- need the same goddamn shit. And right now, Disney's stuck in it. I agree, but like they just took over. Like I, I, I will just always go back to the business decision, and the I, I see both of your points, and it could just be a creative decision. But I feel like this is an argument that we'll have six years from now, seven years from now, when there's a new Star Wars movie coming out every fucking year in this fucking saga, and and I think we need to stop thinking of it as this trilogy because really it is this. What is the Latin word for nine? You guys suck. Um, <laughs> this is like a long saga. You don't saga. know it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it either, but I'm just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can't call it this trilogy because it has the baggage of the prequels and it has the baggage of the original uh, films. And once they get past this, yes, they can open it up. Uh, and they'll be fucking, it'll just be like the Marvel Universe. Once, once again, like, it waxes and wanes. Like, let's look at the Marvel Universe. There's been good movies and there's been fucking uh, ridiculous, terrible, boring movies. Like, I didn't like the, I didn't like Thor one. I didn't like Thor two. I like Thor three. So I think that's gonna be the way it's going to be with the Star Wars films. They just need to untether themselves, and, and I, I feel know they like will. they will now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like uh, to my to my Jeff's point and my point, this this goes towards making that happen. Yes. That's All right, fine. great. I, th- I think that's a perfect note to end. Okay, so let's <laughs> talk like about this for another three hours. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, when, hey, hey, uh, let me know when you stop recording, just so I can shoot the shit off the record. Yeah. Okay. So let's oh. let's let's end this. Uh, before I do, uh, thank you guys. If anybody is, I don't think anybody's going to listen to this, but you guys <laughs> and me listening to this back. But um, we got to work on formatting for this. We show. do. Uh, but anyway. What's the I like next that we just movie lost you're excited? The dummy this time. The dummy just gave up. The dummy's like, yeah. I'm out, guys. 
right. I, I think we should do what's, we that do. Show, what's that show on ESPN where the sports commentators talk, but there's a timer around the horn. I don't know. what. Yeah. yeah. Like we should do that where you get like, and then like a person gets the reply and then bzz, and a person gets a reply. That sounds a Trying. lot of work for the, that's, that's a lot of work for the host. And I don't think I'm going to do that. Well, well, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out how do we keep it under 45 minutes? How do we make it I think, swallowable? Uh, yeah, I think we do any other movie besides a movie that we have like emotional ties to like the Star Wars franchise. We can um, split it up into we can split it up into two parts. I, I don't know. Uh let me uh, what I want to bring up is what's the next movie you're excited about in the theaters or on Netflix or anything? What's like what's in your way? What's in your queue? I don't know any Hollywood movies that are coming out that I'm like excited about. Uh, I have, I mean, I, I have rentals that I'm excited about. I haven't seen the autopsy of Jane Doe. I, I kind of want to see that. Anybody else? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is, is uh, Jeff there still? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. He's here. Are you excited for any films? Films? Uh, there's a bunch of shit I want to see right now, but I don't know if you guys would want to see. Like, I want to see the Disaster Artist. Cause yeah, I, really, I, I do want to see that. Really? Yeah, I can, I, really I can wait. Yeah, I, I can really wait too. Want. And I, I hate movies that that would best be told as a documentary as opposed to a drama. Well, it's best told as a book. It was a book that they that the oh, actor, well. wrote. and it's a very good book. And I trust me, I was very dubious about the movie. Like, I'm. I haven't. I haven't seen the room. Oh, I haven't well, seen was, it either. Okay. But hey, let's do this about the room, guys. Okay, do you want to okay, do? Hey, there let's, you go. let's do the room. Okay, that'll be the next podcast. You guys is, can. Is uh, it? Okay. Is it somewhere easy to access? I'm sure oh, we I'm can sure steal it pretty quickly. Like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if you have Rico, if you have some kind of ethical problem about piracy, I will buy the movie. Just take my word for it and send it to you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey guys, I can I can fire off a few that are on like. Uh, Red box. Like I want to see that Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, I, oh, I seeing... watched that one. Okay. Yeah. So we can talk about that movie. Yeah, I want to see talk about that. I okay, I'll that. talk about I, it. I want to see the Dunkirk. And, and, I, and I want to see Brawl in Cell Block Nine Nine. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to see that, that one. Who's in that one? Vince Vaughn. What? <laughs> but he's but he's it's apparently a, it's, a, it's a yeah it's a prison fight. Amazing in it. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, and the foreigner with Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I want yeah, to see the foreigner. Too. Little, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the foreigner. These, and these <laughs> are all red, these are all red box, man. We can just yeah. like watch yeah. these whenever. All right, guys, all watch all those movies and <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking podcast about one of them in the next two or three months or so. All right, guys, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this was more civil than I thought it would be. Um, I understood yeah, we I were going to have. Hated I hated it. <laughs> Yeah, I was I loved mediocre it. with I loved it. it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I was I loved like, it. meh. I loved it. I I, I thought me- it was wish fulfillment. Oh no, I was I was talking about the podcast, not the, the not the movie. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Nice. I want to I want to dugout, let it rip. You know. Yeah. Um. It's 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 very hard to like I hear something and I want to respond to it and it's yeah. hard to. Yeah. Sit there and and I appreciate wait. you snacks making references to a bar that nobody listening would ever <laughs> understand what that means. Should we, Amen. when it's a passionate movie, should we start out and get that out of the way? Should we dug out first? Maybe and then yeah. after how about, that, how about this? Maybe that'll be a Red bonus. Live at the that's, dugout. Record live record at the dugout. Oh, I like we it. Can Mike, do that. Mike, Mike tells me you can like pretty much rent the dugout for like for what three bucks. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. I was gonna say three hundred dollars. Fifty bucks. No, we can't I do it on the weekend. 
Because it's insanely cheap. Fucking comic. Yeah, but I, I agree. We can. Ju- we probably don't even need to rent it out. We just need to sit in that back room. Yeah, and find no a one will know. It'll be the same thing as yeah. renting it out because no one goes in there unless it's yeah. comedy night. Yeah, yeah comedy let's, night. Let's, let's it's Saturday. Yeah, guys, uh, if you're in Boston, go to the dugout. Uh, what is it called? Isn't there like a longer name to the the bar? Dugout cafe. Dugout cafe. Dugout cafe. Cafe. Are you serious? That's, cafe yeah, like means that's, that's, coffee that's, in Spanish. I think there's no Doug, coffee Doug, there. Dave, I have a little bit of trivia. As seen in Manchester by the Sea. I don't believe you. Uh, I don't believe yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, rapey Alflick has AC, like a, yeah. a, a, a T-shirt of it. And it's like what he sleeps in half the movie. Yeah. I don't believe you. I've never seen rapey Athlete in that, that bar. And we've been there a lot. Um, anyway. His brother. Older, old, sad Affleck went there, right? Yeah. And the, saw the shirt and gave it to his rapey brother. Probably. That's the story. I heard they were descendant from slave owners, so that's the last <laughs> thing I heard. Uh, anyway. From Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, last Jack- Jedi. Uh, sounds like we all loved it, so go see it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, and we will it talk to you. It really was the last <laughs> Jedi.